0: Hello, guys and girls, and welcome to episode 125 of the F-Reality podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. This is all made possible by using Restream.io, although it's not streaming on Facebook today, so apologies for that. We might upload the whole episode instead. Uh, You can also catch the show live in VR. Using big screen uh, TV. The show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Spotify. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try to answer as many questions as we can. Now, of course, it's time for me to introduce you to the team. First up, this guy's back from his trip to China where he explored all that Asia had to offer in VR. It's of course Nathy. How you doing dude? You alright?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm doing fine. Just came back before the apocalypse started.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Feels like you just missed it with all the stuff going on in China right now. I bet a lot yeah. of people have been asking you about it, right? You see, I find like
2: it. I risk my life to to come back here to bring you some news about VR.
3: I find it highly suspicious, Nathie, to be honest. Like you go there <laughs> for just once and then uh, <laughs> the everything country. goes to hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yeah. don't know.
2: Yeah, no, maybe, maybe it was just me. I'm sorry, okay. I apologize to yeah. everyone.
0: Nathie's actually like the little outbreak monkey. He's the one that starts <laughs> it all. <laughs> no, Glad glad that you're back on the show and you're you're safe as well. Uh, looking forward, of course, to hearing about your trip uh, later yeah. on in the show. So if you want to hear about Nathie's trip to China, all the juicy stuff that you got up to, then make sure you stay tuned till the end of the show for that. Uh, but yeah, great to have you back. Uh, next up, this guy loves nothing more than to hang out in the Bayou. With the undead, is he a saint or is he a sinner? Let us know what you think in the chat.
4: It's VL Streamer Zim Talk Five. How you doing? <laughs> totally a saint. I've I've never done anything wrong, Mike. Never.
3: Uh, d- don't forget, don't forget, Zim. I saw your stream. Yeah.
4: Yeah, you're a perverted fella, Rowdy. The amount of times you were you were beckoning and calling me to shoot the guy who looked like Mike. He's like, do him, do him, Zim, do him again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Rowdy's got some issues,
4: bless him. It's all, it's all a bad influence, you know, it's coming from that side. Yeah,
0: no, I totally understand. So, next up, if you need a bomb diffusing, make sure you ask anyone else other than this guy. He can never be sure if it's the blue wire or the red wire. It's, of course, the Rowdy guy. How you doing, dude? Are you alright?
3: No, I'm all right. I just cut all of the wires, you know, that, that's the yeah. best way to go forward. Just cut everything, you know, cut all ties and like, uh, just move <laughs> forward. <laughs> just,
0: just cut them all at once. Pray for the best.
3: All at once, all at once. Yeah. Now right. I'm doing all right. I'm uh, currently at my, my parents' place. We have a little birthday party going on uh, this weekend. So uh, ex- apologies for the, the different environment that I have today. A little <laughs> bit of a, People always think I'm like some kind of addict or like some kind of like, uh, you know, cave where I'm, like, currently like being held. But, uh, um, I mean, if I blink twice, I'm being held
4: against my will. So... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you said people, uh, people thought you were some kind of addict. And so you were in some, like, clinic or facility like that. It's people rehab. were saying in chat as well, because of the... The kind of um, railing behind you. They're like, I hope that isn't his VR space. That looks pretty dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's pretty much what my VR space is like. He's got like a mm-hmm.
0: railing there, and whenever people see it, they always get really worried for me. But it's like I've been doing this for a while. You know, I'm gonna be okay. But, but, but yeah, but but you're using a bungee jump cord every that's time true. you uh, go into yeah, VR. That's so. true. I was
3: just it's only, in a it's only like life. three meters down for me, so it's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> only three meters. Yeah. Well, good to have you on the show, dude. Um, Last, but by no means least, if you don't know who I am, my name is Mike uh, from Virtual Reality Oasis. We've got a great show for you today. Some of the highlights include we have some updates from the team behind Half-Life Alex, Juicy. Uh, Anti-Latency are adding Oculus Quest support to their range of external trackers. Zim's going to give you the lowdown on the latest releases to look forward to next week, and then finally Nathie will be giving us an insight into his trip to China and how the VR market is different compared to there, uh, compared to the Western market that we're used to. So uh, very interested to hear more about that. Uh, but of course, first up, let's find out what everyone's been playing this week. Their highlight of the week, first up, is Zim. What
4: have you been up to, dude. Ah, me? Uh, I a breakthrough, a major breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, amidst all the. Uh, Amidst all the negative news on the go, um, a little uh, epiphany struck me in the middle of the week. um, And I was like, oh, shit, I haven't tried this before. Let me try something. So I tried with my Oculus Go uh, with Virtual Desktop to play Assetto Corsa because my thought was, hey, it's basically 3DOF and you don't need touch controllers. And so I thought that combination could work. And they just had a price drop. So this could be pretty awesome. And it works. Um, if you have the settings in virtual desktop set to medium and you're on a 5 gig connection, it is as smooth as Rift S and it looks nearly as good. Wow. Uh, slight tonal difference in the colors. Other than that, totally raceable, totally drivable. Um, I put together a guide on how to do it, but it's really quite simple once you've once you've gone through the process once. Mm-hmm. Um, and earlier today, I, I did a burn test to see From 100% battery, how much time would you get without any external battery support? 75 minutes. So getting 75 minutes on a go racing like that, um, that's fantastic. And the total price of entry then is just the price of a go and the price of virtual desktop. The go I'm sure you can get for really cheap used. But even if you buy it new, it's £165 to join in as a racer, which Mm -hmm. is the same price now as like a G29 wheel and shifter, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so you can get that combo. That's crazy. So for, for just over 300 quid, you can be a race simmer. That's nuts.
0: So um, what racing wheel are you using with this setup right now?
4: I'm using a G27, okay. which is no longer in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not... Um, you could. I think you could use anything. You could even use direct drive if you have a really fancy, you know, sim racing wheel, as long as you've got drivers that run it. That shouldn't affect it at all because, again, you're just communicating with your PC. But in terms of latency and stuff, I was just really impressed because it looks, it is, it's running at 72 FPS solidly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I might wow. get two hiccups in an hour or something, but yeah, it's great.
0: So just to clarify for those people that don't know, you know, like virtual desktop, you still need to run, you still need a gaming PC to be able to run a set of courses on your PC in VR mode. And then yes. you're essentially wirelessly streaming the game to your Oculus Go. Uh, And then using the wheel Mm. and racing pedals that is connected to your PC still.
4: Correct. Yeah, And uh, the reason why it's so transformational is if if you take someone who's sitting there with a single monitor and a a racing wheel or whatever, and they're like, what am I going to go to next? There's kind of two main upgrade paths. Either you go for VR, which has typically been expensive, quite Mm. expensive. I mean, you're talking probably about 600 quid down uh, to go that way. Or you go for what's called triples, three monitors around thin mm-hmm. bezels, and you go for that, um, which again is very expensive and more expensive than this offering. So to me, for for anyone who's been on that like fence of like wants to get into racing, um, Windows mixed reality used to be the cheapest viable solution, and to have a go now, um, the coolest part is like being untethered. Mm-hmm. and with a very comfortable headset to so be able to race
3: the, the crazy thing is that i remember as a kid i was always like in all of those like you know racing setups you know you had those like chairs and like the three screens that were mounted on top there and you had to like yeah. immersive kind of experience yeah. and now you have something that is like you know like 120 euros or how, however cheap uh, an oculus yeah. go right now is and then you can uh have that same that same exact experience, you know. Of course, you need those other accessories, like the moving chair, or like you need the the, the driving wheel, or the, the the poke stick, if you really want to go yeah. all in. Yeah. But you eliminate the entire cost for like those three massive screens mounted on your like specific setup, uh, and it's better. It's just better because you know it turns with you and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. So it's so it cool so immersive. to have that right now. I,
4: I did not I did not expect it to be uh, fluid. I expected it to be choppy or interrupted and that's why i was very curious and i've done it through three different mm. race sets now and i'm competitive as much as i am with the rift s so i guess i guess
0: the limitation is the fact that it's 3 dof, right so it's three degrees of freedom yeah. only so you can't lean in and out of your cockpit um, you don't need
4: to you honestly don't i mean there's some people who've commented on uh, to me that that's like oh well what's the fun if you can't lean into the to the dials i honestly almost never do it the, mm-hmm. the only time that it, it's really handy is if you're like an f1 car formula type car um where you want to stand up and kind of look back behind you, you know, to while see while driving, what, not while driving. Like when you're at <laughs> the starting race grid, everyone's in their in their right. in their in their spots, right. and you want to just check out the field, like see the 18 other racers. That's mm-hmm. a really cool thing. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Everything else with the head turning and oh, it's great. So, so great. would this
0: principle also apply to other sim games? Do you think like No Man's like,
4: Sky flight I, sims? I, no Man's Sky, no, because you need controllers. Oh, of course, of right. course, yeah. Elite dangerous, I think yes, I'm going to test it. People have been asking me like dirt rally, iRacing racing, and stuff like that. Yeah, I just need to try them. But um, anything that doesn't require six off motion, yeah, should work this way. And that's a really ex- inexpensive way in. So I suppose because you're
0: substituting the input device for your steering wheel or a hotas, for example, you're negating the need to use the controller. So therefore, you're you're getting the full. Uh, use out of it. Yeah, That's has got a nice, yeah, little, uh, yeah. nice
4: little experiment. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And um, as I said, it's something that is just, and if anyone wants me to test something for them because they're like on the fence and like want to maybe mm. buy it, it's, that's the thing, it's just so cheap, it's such a cheap way in and I bet you for 50 bucks you could find someone who was really dissatisfied with the go yeah. who's willing to part with it for that money.
0: Yeah. yeah, Nice, nice. So,
4: there you go. That was it. That was it for me. That was like, that's- it's my highlight of the week for sure it's
2: it's weird though when you talk about the oculus go it's almost it almost sounds like you're a rebel or something or it's like (laughs) hey hey, let me show the people that this headset still has so much potential and they're Mm -hmm. still like it's still useful okay while other people say like okay throw it with the garbage throw it at the at the
4: trash because this headset is out of business
1: Mm. but it's, Uh, it's not
4: it's not Mm. And that's yeah exactly, and and that's that's the part where, and I'm not trying to prove that. This just happened no, 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 to no, no, no. come across my mind this week, and uh, and I always loved experimenting with these things, see what can happen. Mm-hmm. But um, there there are so many cool use cases for the Go still, and I really think that the secondary <laughs> I, I, I market do is where you want to go.
3: I do think in all fairness, you know, when they come out with another quest and the price of the quest ultimately drops even more, that it becomes like a little bit more in the competition for the Oculus Go. I do think that, you know, 3 off then will probably be slowly be phasing out. Mm. Uh, we see that yeah. now already. But now at this point in time, I completely agree with you that there's still a lot of use for something like that. That's something Oculus
4: I didn't Go. mention, but I will. And then we can move on. Um, I tested the quest as well. And the quest has some really awful barrel distortion. I oh. found it actually unplayable in the same space as the Go, which which I found really interesting. That is because interesting. Because the detail, fidelity, color balance is all perfect compared... It's more like Rift S great, as you'd expect it. Mm-hmm. But there it, it's like you've been forced through a 360-degree video filter, and it is wholly unplayable. It's not nausea you get. It's this off god awful eye strain and i and, hope and others can test it because I, that, I don't think that, it's just is, my that, unit. is that a
3: software issue or is that something that is prone to the headset
4: i think it's software because you have to this is the weirdest thing you're using oculus headsets and you're going through open vr ah uh, yeah 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 mm-hmm. so you're you're not using the oculus runtime in order to render the game on the go it works fine on the quest it doesn't which makes it really weird but that would kind of um, make
0: sense because it's the same profile essentially as the rift s right so
4: yeah yeah it, it it's just, just, it's just funny yeah. it's, it's just funny yeah it's just funny that uh, the Go works and the Quest doesn't in uh, that space
0: <laughs> gaming science teacher in the chat uh, suggested that Subnautica would also be great on the Go uh, streamed via virtual desktop because you could use an Xbox controller for that I guess
4: yeah or, or a keyboard mouse and keyboard yeah. also works yeah nice, great nice it, it's
0: funny because like in the future we're going to be like oh remember the days of 3DOF you know like swinging <laughs> the lamp you know we were there <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah. Um, Three, I, I, t- to be honest on 3 Treadoff can die a very quick death cuz mm. it nothing like nothing for me took my riff legs but uh, like Gear VR for instance, right? Yeah. The Treadoff in mm. that like I, I would get sick in it no matter what I did for the longest time until the I think the 6th the note 6 or whatever mm. came out. Yeah. Um that's just the way it is. So but yeah, it's got some legs anyway left. I'm nice.
0: surprised. Nice little yeah. experiment. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, what about you then, Rowdy? What have you been up to this week, dude?
3: Yeah, what I actually played—I played something last week, and it, it's um, the game I played was *Blade and Sorcery* again. Mm. Uh, it's an older title, uh, I know, but um, I, I'm, I'm, I kind of wanted to highlight this title just because of you know uh, the hype that has been going around about like physics-based games, and I still think that *Blade and Sorcery* is one of the one of the best ones out there with a very very active community behind it. And uh, just for fun, I, I looked up what was the last update that uh, uh, that happened on the Blade and sorcery Steam website, and that was actually on uh, the nineteenth of January. There was uh, another mod that was uh, published on the on the on the update website, uh, and uh, they're mm-hmm. also like announcing what what kind of things they're working on for April twenty twenty. So this is still a game that is in early access, but it's very actively being developed on. And only yesterday I. Saw saw that over 600 people at that particular point in time were still playing blade and sorcery and i I think that really shows like how well a game can work if it has an active community a Mm. modern community the the importance of mods for this game are are not to be underestimated Mm, and the mod that i played is the one that you've been probably been seeing going around on youtube for a little bit is the star wars mod and oh yeah I mean, back when I started with Blade and Sorcery, I played like the core game, and then like some weapon mods were introduced to that. But this Star Wars mod and the other the other mods under as well, which are equally amazing, um, completely transforms the game into like a, a Star Wars universe. Like everything from like y- your home intro screen. You normally when you go in, you have this like little. Like, I don't know, it's like a cabin or a tavern or something like that with, like you know, your weapons and your little book. It just turns it into, like, you know, like some kind of spaceship and you can, like, walk around on there. Um, you have, of course, lightsabers, but you also have a ton of, like, blasters and not just, like, three or four. There's, like, all the different kind of blasters that ever, like, were into some kind of Star Wars game or Star Wars movie. Uh, they're in there. The lightsaber as well. I think there's, like, 40 or 50 different kinds of lightsabers. Wow. Uh, So it's, like, it's, like, way, way over the top. There's lore in there, like, Darth Vader's helmet. um, All that kind of stuff uh, is in there. And I I generally just had a great time just playing around with that. They also have maps now. So I actually went to Mos Eisley and was fighting, like, some people with lightsabers over there. Uh, They have different kind of wave systems. You know, like, you can uh, bandits versus whatever the other cultists i think they are but they also have them with stormtroopers so you can now also say like oh, i want to to do a, a sith invasion or i want to do a stormtrooper assault um
4: and that's so ai then rowdy the the, the battles. Yeah and, and AI, it, yeah
3: and it's proper like the ai of it is is not to be underestimated especially if you go on like the higher levels it's uh uh they know how to handle lightsaber i would say uh and also mm-hmm. just the force powers that you can, like, mod in there are, are, are just plain amazing. And, wow. and to talk about the modding, it's uh, it's one of the first games that I've tried, um, because you all know that I'm not really someone who likes to tinker too much with stuff. Like, that's also the reason why I haven't tried side yet. Is because I don't want to do the development subscription, even though it's only that. That's already for me like ah, I need to figure out how to do that. You know, I don't really want to do it, I just want to play. Uh, but with uh, what they've done with with, with uh, Nexus Moth, so it is pretty much the biggest uh, Moth website, is that you can download just a, a Moth Manager. It's called Vortex. Mm. Uh, you just need to download that program, install it. And the way it's integrated in Blade and Sorcery is it's it's absolutely beautiful. Like mm-hmm. the only thing you need to do is you need to go to the Nexus website, you subscribe to a mod, it will automatically download it into the mod manager and mm-hmm. then you can enable it or disable it in there. You don't need to do anything else. You don't yeah. need to put it in any folders. You, need to, you don't need to like start messing with game files. None of that. It detects the game even automatically. So it's the integration of it is, is so beautiful and so easily done that it's like, it, it turns the entire game into... It's just something else. Well, it's
2: it's it's impressive that this game sold so well for a
3: sandbox too.
1: Mm.
3: Oh yeah, but and it still is because I think I checked it yesterday and it had more players than uh, than BoneWorks at the moment, which wow. I think is still a a, a very new game. Mm. But uh, Blade and Sorcery actually beat them at that specific time that i that
4: i checked i want a which, lot uh, of youtubers pushing the yeah. sorcery videos is the thing oh yeah of course and, and, of course and there's that lovely um balance of like yeah. oh i saw it and now i want to do it yeah, yeah. and and
3: I, I just checked this at this moment so playing 17 minutes ago there's 729 people playing and has a 24-hour yeah. peak of 807 people there could really be good. 730, yeah, Rowdy. You could go right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's true. Like, if there's something I've seen a lot
2: on my, on my Facebook timeline, it's like Blade & Sorcery on these lead bible websites. It's also
3: because it speaks to the imagination, of course, and it, it shows a little bit what VR is capable of. Uh, mm-hmm. They have so many different kind of mechanics in there. You have climbing, you have sword fighting, you have guns, you have, you know, gore. You have, you have all the kind of stuff. You have magic, magic. Uh, there's so much stuff that is going on and it can be very visceral as well because you can remove limbs and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, I find it a really cool kind of sandbox game if you're into that kind of stuff. Nice. Mike, Mike could you like kill an Ewok with a
0: lightsaber in this uh, title? Could you do that? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. If I could, then I'm, I'm sold. I'm in. <laughs> oh, you're what in? It? Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. Hang on. Gotcha. I, I got a question for
4: Mike. All right. <laughs> this is your mission. There's a little creature sitting on the rock. It's dark. You creep in. You've got a lightsaber. Right? Mike? And then just as, as you're ready to strike, you realize it's Baby Yoda. No, you, you take the swing. No, you can't. You can't. That's why I'm, that's why I'm wearing
0: my Mandalorian T-shirt right now. I'm re- representing <laughs> everything that I stand for. It's all about saving Baby Yoda. So I someone should really do that. Where you do can that.
2: spawn in like Baby
4: Yodas. You have yeah. to fight them all. Yeah. <laughs> fight a bunch of Baby Yodas. Yeah. But like Rowdy mentioned about launchers, like... Thank you, anyone who's ever put development time into being someone who uh, created mods or mod launchers, mm, like people yeah. who simplify the modding process. I yeah. remember, like back with DayZ and Arma Two, yeah. I think it was the sixth launcher, and like trying to mod without that <laughs> incredibly difficult. Mm. Yeah, um, but with it, like you say, it's like plug and play. So like, yeah, maybe I really want to, to like applaud
3: to death for for blade and sorcery for embracing that kind of system. So. Mm. Yeah. so so rigorously because I mean it's uh, you, you kind of give away your, your baby a little bit to the community and let them do it it's what they kind of want uh, but it's also the thing that keeps that game you know fresh and keeps mm-hmm. it alive which i think is a yeah. uh, is, is a very good thing
0: yeah and we're going to be touching on that later on with half-life alex as well so make sure you stay tuned for that um but what about you and Um or maybe you just want to talk about what the the chat played because we're going to be talking about that. what you played a yeah. lot <laughs> at the end of the show anyway <laughs> yeah 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 sure
2: let's start with the chat sure uh so uh we have weto uk who downloaded 66 gigabytes of <gasps> what game do you think saints and sinners okay, okay. There yeah there, there you one. go he, he said that Oculus deleted it without warning him. Maybe maybe they, they tried to prank him in a
4: way, I don't know. No, I heard that. I heard a couple of users saying that. They lost their saves or something, right? Yeah, apparently. It's strange. I heard that this week. Yeah, I heard a few people mention it. I think uh, VR Bug as well. Someone else mentioned it. So, yeah, yeah. This is what
2: happened to my beautiful uh, Marvel Powers United save game. You know, But uh, oh, hey, no. rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> next, we have Rift Asphalt, who played Windlands 2 with his brother in the morning. Awesome. Are, is, is anyone ever up to like playing in the morning? I, I'm not really someone who plays VR in the morning. <laughs> I
0: know.
3: Rowdy only plays
4: in the morning, right? Or
3: a lot. Yeah. Right? I used to. I used to. Since I don't work anymore, I play whenever I want. <laughs> uh, yeah, good you point. used
0: to play at like six in the morning, right? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Before I,
4: I, had, I had to go <laughs> to work.
0: I can't even think about playing anything. Well, ob-
4: I play in the morning, but that's you know usually like two a.m., three a.m. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but Windlands uh-huh. 2,
4: great co-op game
0: as well. I remember playing with PSVR yes. Frank when it first came out. That was a lot of fun. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: no, it's 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 a classic. It's mm. a classic. Also, like I can totally recommend Windlands one two. You know, mm. if you if you want to get through the whole lore. Um, so we also have Pyro who played Persona Five. Sadly, he had to sell his headset because he needed cash.
0: Oh no. Yeah.
2: So uh, maybe story. we should sta- start a donation campaign. Go fund yes, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we have Carlos, uh, uh, who uh, played Beat Saber and created uh, Rise to Glory for some good workout. Um, and then we have Steve XM. Um, this week he jumped into Stormland uh, and was disappointed by performance issues. Uh, mm. it could be that he's using an Intel Core potato computer. I don't know, or it's just having performance issues.
0: <laughs> it could also be a thing. I think someone um, uh, else mentioned performance issues. I think Terio was having performance issues with Stormland this week as well. So maybe it hmm. might be a bug or something. But is but that actually? But was it
2: because it, of the rift as also having some software issues? Could be. Could be. Yeah.
4: Poor old Stormland. I realized that it uses cloud saves when I had to rip it off my system because I don't know if anyone else is finding this, but with all these relatively weighty. Software titles. Mm. I'm finding having to pick and choose what I leave on my machine. I always and Asgard's I, is still yeah. sitting there chewing up 130 gigs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I had to. I had to say goodbye to, to Stormland as a result of, to be able to fit on Saints and Sinners.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like
4: in the chat, people
2: had a lot of issues this week because Kara uh, uh, says uh, I played Doctor Who glitches in time at Hyperdash on my quest. <laughs> <laughs> is that a sequel to uh, Doctor Who? Uh, I don't know. And then last but not least, a legend of the show, Dave the Psycho. (laughs) He played uh, The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners. Nice. Well, you do need to be a psycho for that one (laughs) to to be able to finish its its storyline, so uh, I think you have the right name for it. Um, He says that uh, he thinks that it's nearly Asgard's Wrath-class gameplay, pleasantly surprised. Also, per usual, Asgard's Wrath and Project Terminus were also on the list this week. Nice, yeah.
0: nice. It's been nice to have you back to read out the chat because I think we've neglected them over the last two weeks. <laughs> you did. <laughs> we really Forgotten all about them. Yeah. Poor it's people. Your, it's your, like we all have our individual roles on the show. <laughs> when someone leaves, it just
4: turns it into chaos. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. we, we we did run a poll for them. That's so true. We, at we, least, did we did do that. We we did them that Yeah. But last week, you're right. We we totally. But they, they missed
0: they've that. missed your interaction, Nathan. Yeah. So yeah. They you
2: they finally finally feel like they belong to the show. Exactly. It's them watching the show and they're part of it. We we love you
0: all. Really, we do. Honestly. Um so this week um I didn't actually play that much. I've been away on holiday, which I sort of mentioned I would be doing on last week's show. So I was away in Norfolk all week uh with my wife and walking walking along beaches, getting some fresh air, eating some fish and chips. Um so I didn't really play that much. However, when I came home I did have a parcel for me and it was from PartyLink and it was their five meter uh, Oculus Link cable. Ooh, um, which I've got five here. meters, that's that's nice. Yeah. So originally, the original party link cable uh, was 3 meters long. Um, This one's a 5 meter one so uh, they're looking to directly compete with the official cable. Um, So it's USB-C to USB-C just like the official cable and unlike the 3 meter party link, it doesn't come with the adapter which is um, this little uh, adapter here which adapts it from uh, USB-C to USB-A. So you don't get that with the 5 meter cable, you only get it with a 3 meter cable so just be aware of that if you don't have a Um, Mm USB-C. So you will Need a USB C on your PC to use this new 5 meter cable. Now, the price of this cable is where its sort of strength is because it's half the price of the official cable. So the official cable is like 79 US dollars, whereas this 5 meter party link cable costs 37.99 US dollars and ships worldwide. Um, So I tested it out this morning, I just wanted to see um, how it performs because the original party link, it worked in some use cases but not in others, so I was a bit sketchy about it and sadly it's kind of the same deal with this one. Mm -hmm. So on my PC uh, case there's a USB-C port um, and it works fine using the official cable, doesn't work using the 5 meter party link or the 3 meter party link for that matter. Um, it also didn't work on uh, the USB-C expansion card, which is like a StarTech expansion card that I've installed in the PC just for testing for people that don't have a USB-C that may have wanted to buy a, an expansion card to add one. It doesn't work with that either, um, uh, unlike the official one, which did. However, it does work with my RTX 2080 Ti using the virtual link uh, connector port, which is USB-C mm. essentially, uh, just like the original three-meter-party link cable did. Um but it did work on my motherboard's USB C port, which the official cable mm. didn't. And I'm thinking that that was. Well, must what be... is the reason? Wait, 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 wait of, the of, official one doesn't? Not on, not on my machine. And I think it's because the connector is a bit more chunky. So it doesn't quite fit in all the way, whereas the PartyLink oh. one does. I think it's just the, uh, the, my motherboard, really. I haven't really tested it out any further. But so just to clarify, uh, okay. The 5-meter f- the party link, if you're interested, uh, it doesn't work with the USB-C port on the front of my case. Uh, mm. It does work on the RTX 2080 Ti and uh, my motherboard, but doesn't, isn't compatible with any PCIe USB-C expansion cards, whereas the official cable does <laughs> tend to work better uh, in, in those situations. Mm. Uh, so overall... Personally, I'd still recommend paying twice the price and getting the official one because the official one is more flexible. Uh, it's got better build quality. comes with a little nice clip to attach to your headset, although this does come with Velcro. Um, mm. And, this, yeah, it's more flexible and light. So that's my sort of uh, recommendation.
4: So it, it, Is, uh, is link, a are, are link cable something that you're getting a lot of questions on, Mike? I'm just curious about, you know, are people, yeah. you know, more than a month after launch, like, are people really digging it are they finding yeah. it very valuable
0: yeah like the 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 link community with quest is, is actually pretty big which is surprisingly r- surprising really um because you know they had the option there before um the quest was around with other headsets but for some reason the quest was their first headset they'd never tried pc vr before they bought the link and now they experiment with PC VR for the first time. That's the general sort of feeling that I get from the community. So there's mm. a lot of discussion around cables, which one works best, which offers the most value for money. And obviously yeah. the general consensus is that the official cable is too expensive. But yeah. in my testing, I think you, you get what you pay for um, is my
4: final yeah. sort of conclusion on that. Uh, that's, that's what I expected actually coming out of the gates. I actually felt the same thing when they launched, remember, like the travel cases. I th- I was like, come on, that's too expensive. But after trying a couple <laughs> different cases, I'm like, yeah, okay. I use both of the official cases now, just for that yeah. same reason. Same,
0: same. Yeah, I think you know yeah. th- they do put a lot of work and effort into making their products look good. Um, they've got their support behind it, and they generally work exactly as they intend to. So, yeah. like you, Zim, I would <laughs> I would pay the, the the extra money for the official it's, stuff.
4: Like, I got to be honest though, I'm begrudgingly like supportive of it because it's like it's kind of like if you're an Apple fanboy and you're like, great. 150 quid for a keyboard? Yes, yeah, the best keyboard. But yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. Just take my money. You know, I, that's how I feel about them. Yeah. Is <laughs> but I just I, I suppose I'm really curious about people who have that use case. It makes total sense if you got a Quest and then you, you're kind of falling into PC VR, right? Because yeah. um, it's a, just a, a simple yeah. and in, in a relatively inexpensive upgrade path. It's, yeah. It's just that then when I, when I
2: used because I, I have the link cable too as well, and I tried it this week just just very shortly, but performance wise the amazon basics cable i had worked just as well as the fiber one yep. it's just that build quality wise that's that's where things start to because you know the quest is 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 more of a 360 uh you know vr headset you turn around a lot and you yep. use almost every angle and then you just see that cables like the one from amazon are not made for that no um, but yeah as you said if you don't have the budget for that then you might wanna buy like a cheap cable every few months and then replace it if that's the way you can at least play on a PC then you know fine because again I think that the cable even that I understand why it's so expensive it's still expensive.
0: Yeah no I totally agree and just to reiterate out there that the performance between the cables when you get them working is no difference. It's just a case of compatibility so you know you might have to try a couple of cables before you get it right for your particular setup whereas the official cable is unlikely it's going to probably work first time for you so that's uh, what I'd say Um, but someone did ask in the chat I think it was Chris Richardson uh, did you have any stuttering with the other cable? No. No. Once you've got it working, there isn't any stuttering issues um, it's just a case of compatibility with the, the yeah. USB-C ports on your PC Yeah,
3: true. I, I love Ray De La Torre's uh, comment, he's saying are we still talking about this damn cable? Exactly. <laughs> Sorry
4: Okay. I, like, like, it's so hey. funny, when Mike went off about the USB ports, I was like uh, time for a hey, big floppy one here <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> We, we can't because I've been
4: gone for two weeks, I have to catch up with all these juicy subjects so
2: yeah. he, has, he has a good reason for it There you go. Oh, now oh, we, we can't do be- it
4: anymore I was gonna say the only thing that i um, uh, I know <laughs> I've seen a lot of hype around is the the broad um, the broad positive reaction to the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Uh, I, I have to say, um, based on your reactions, guys, uh, Nathan and Mike, who got kind of early access to it, and I know you were to some degree shackled, I think, in terms of giving your opinions on it. Um, I'm very positive on it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's an almost perfect like zombie dread uh game it's and and you guys know how much i like zombie stuff but yeah i can't i can't believe it's it's as good as it is like um as far as i've played into it um yeah yeah are there because i sense that there was something holding you guys back from singing his praises or was it well okay so just just to be clear so everyone's aware we, we got paid to
0: play this game um so it was a paid promotion and it and it was great actually because you know the 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 deal was, was great and the communication was really clear and concise, which is rare sometimes. And it, it, it's rare that you get offered uh, an opportunity to play a game early, get paid to do it, and it's actually pretty good. Do you it's know what I mean? It's actually pretty good, yeah. You know, uh, that is very yeah. rare. So I think, um, you know, in, in terms of the Saints and Sinners, it couldn't have gone any better. I don't think, you know, in my experience, I'm sure the same with Nathie as well, um, that it was a pleasure to deal with them because the game was really fun to play. But yeah, you're right. We were shackled in terms of what we could say about it then because it was a paid promotion, so it wasn't a review. So we couldn't really give our opinions on the game. feedback. Yeah, exactly. I'm really curious about what
4: your feedback is now that it's out the gates because I know there's other people really excited about it. I'm really excited about the game. I can't wait to play more. Um, What were your thoughts? And particularly, what did you not like about it? I'm really curious. So the crouching, of course, is the big big one. Um, I think that's the only thing for me as well
3: that I really like. I still don't get why yeah. that that is in there, mm. like the because
0: it's, I, it's an I think unusual it can be design easily. choice. Yeah, but and the right other thing you- is
3: also what we discussed back then was the stamina. I still think even after playing it, I still think that can be removed uh, because I have the feeling that I'm playing with uh, some kind of like character that has a severe asthma, which <laughs> I don't have because uh, every time I run like 20 meters he's completely yeah, but- out of breath uh, or I'm a really really fat dude that could be the case as well, well that, that- uh, but I, I think that could be like ways around that. for example saying for example that you get more damage done to yourself or that you do less damage or something like that yeah. uh, but only that not, the, uh, you, not the running like the, yeah.
2: the, the, the thing is they, they could uh, if, if they wanted to like add a mode where you can turn it off but the problem is then the whole progression system of how you craft is becoming on un- like Mm, unusable yeah. because you can, if you want to, buy a pair of new shoes or upgrade them so you get more stamina. So you can actually that
3: buy that you get at the start can be upgraded so mm-hmm. you have yeah. more but I, I, I endurance. But I wouldn't. It's not that that I would remove specifically. I would still keep that, but I wouldn't have it like affect like for example the the thing that comes in the screen. Yeah, like yeah, the, no, the thing, yeah, that that
4: blackness
2: yeah, of but like things in the w- screen is always super dumb. Like, like uh, I see, uh, do you, do you have can,
4: that? Do you have that on? I, I don't have that at all. No, even if you turn it off, it, it, even uh, if you it, it comes it off, in when you, you get attacked. Have that. Yeah.
3: When, when your stamina yeah. runs low or near low, then it will become blacker and blacker and yeah. blacker. It's not oh, the comfort feature. It's a, it's actually a design feature. I, and I also, didn't know that. Yeah, I, I, didn't know that. I, I mean, I've said that before. Like, I like it with VR games, and I think we're, we're going to talk about it about Half-Life Alex <laughs> as well. I like it when the character's are mute because it allows for me to be more immersed with the character. This is not the case in The Walking Dead because the... The character has a voice, he grunts, he he makes noises. For me, uh. I, I prefer to have an option to turn all of that off and just you do You mean the own. protagonist, the player character. Exactly. Since Half-Life is known right. for having a mute protagonist. Well, the, the one
4: thing I wanted to say on, on, on this about the, the issue that I think we all have. So they have an any file fix for the crouching now. Yeah, I heard that, which is, yeah. Which but is I cool. don't know what it is. Um, and it, it looks easy to implement. I read an article about it. Um, and they've, got, they've said, like, we're listening, we're going to fix it. Mm. My concern was if they had developed this game as a, a kind of a, a two-mode only, you might not have the ability, for instance, to get on hands and knees, look into a barrel, and see that it was fully animated. No. Like, they might have taken shortcuts in the scene and, and – so far from the response, it doesn't sound like that's the case. I, so I don't think that. Over that no, I
3: think the reason is because the game has also been able to play sit, uh, seated. Exactly that, point. and that is yeah. why they have
4: implemented that. Yeah. but that's why I find it a strange. But it, like PSVR support, right? There's going to be a PSVR version of this. Yep. So also, it's I, just
2: yeah. uh, let, let's say in terms of, of 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 freedom of movement, it's very arcadey where it's also not room scale
3: in a way. It's yeah, see, not like I, you can physically... I didn't physically really have that feeling. Uh, I, I know there are limitations to my to my walking area, but I did feel as if I was part of like an open world. Uh, yeah. For the majority of that I was playing, even though there are certainly... I think the limitations that are, are in place for as far as I... have Because I've only played it for about one and a half hour. I do feel like the limitations that are in place are very natural and are not really things that bother me as much as mm-hmm. it feels like a closed world. Like Asgard's Wrath has that a bit more with like the dungeons, you know. Mm. But for this, mm. it still feels very open.
4: Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I like it. I, yeah, I, yeah it was, I love it. I think it's the only... Um, yeah, there's, there's very little I can pick on it. I think the voice acting yeah. is very well done. The the upgrade crafting system is great. The interaction that you have yeah. with characters is, is nuts. And the fact, I think some of the stuff like um, so certain corpses are, are are fixed objects and clearly oh, aren't yeah, going to get up and, yeah. and hurt you. And and the interaction that you have with those is a little different. I mean, there are places where you can lop a head off or whatever, but yeah. um, I, I'm just looking forward to where it's going. All I can tell, all I can say is that intro, the introduction up to the <laughs> point with the out. boat and everything. Oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah. And I haven't, I haven't like yelped out of fear. uh <laughs> In so long, I forgot what that shot of adrenaline was like. Like now there's this like sense of dread and like feeling trapped. Yeah. Like when you go back to an alley which you previously cleared on the way back home and you're yeah. like low and you don't have any weapons or whatever, and then it's three walkers are there or whatever. Yeah. Like that is terrifying. Yeah. And uh I don't know. I don't know. It's oh, uh, Very good. Very good. And it's also
3: good. it's it's so dark. I love it.
4: Oh, yeah, I mean, not only dark. visually,
3: but also how gritty and how how awful! Like the storyline or like the, the the thing is like, the, yeah. I mean, as soon as you get into the game, like the first kind of shots that you see is already like, oh.
4: But they this they did a creator thing. A lighthearted game. They did a creator thing. I don't know if this is based on feedback they got. They gamma balanced they did. the mirror the window. Output, yeah. Because I was like all over. I'll outsmart them, right? Because most devs don't. Uh, think about this—that mm-hmm. uh, people are going to be streaming it. So you have to kind of capture. So I captured with Oculus Mirror for the first like hour, and then I, I noticed my wife was watching. It was like quite a bit lighter, lighter shade, yeah. and so I mm-hmm. I switched back to the window. It's wider field of view, and it's like a little bit grayscale, yeah. so that you can view in dark scenes. They did that perfectly.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, a really I, I exemplary mean, I, job. I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah they did.
4: Yeah, really yeah. cool. It's uh, I, I was anyway. talking
3: more about the about the storyline, but I find it really a yeah. dark and gritty kind of uh, it's a, scene. it's
2: a it's a great start of this year mm. uh, and it's and yeah. it's strange to be talking about a good game for once yeah. uh, that is actually like uh, legit from gameplay to story to almost everything, like almost also, everything. we
3: have a uh, paradise decay saying, uh, I've heard rumors that the game picks up any talking in the mic and this can trigger zombies. Any truth in that, that does anyone know? I... I've experienced that myself. I, I, I have like, I've been in the house and all of a sudden I was like, cause I'm, am fairly loud. You know, you guys probably know. Uh, but, um, I heard my own echo in the house and I was like, what the heck is going on? And I was like, you know, playing around with the echo and all of a sudden I saw a zombie like storming <laughs> upwards. I was like, oh shit, I need to get out of here. So I don't know if, if the zombies are actually triggered specifically by the sound of my voice or the stumping of my feet, which could be it as well. Yeah. I like got fairly loud feet is still, as well. But um, there's definitely like the game picks up audio. And returns echo in certain environments. That's cool. It's definitely. Yeah. A That's thing. cool. That sounds well, like a the alien isolation.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. What, what I what I think is extremely creepy about this game in particular is that the zombies look you straight in the eyes. So also parts where you almost think they saw you, and then they're looking at you in a way. It's like super super scary. It's, it's, it's rude, rude of a
0: zombie to uh, to not look at you in the eye whilst eating your face. It's just. That's just the way it is. Yeah, so okay. It's the, the rules. Fair enough. Etiquette, zombie etiquette. Oh yeah, I <laughs> see. But I
4: Grandma, I thought those cookies were for <laughs>
0: oh, me. Oh, Grandma, <laughs> cookies. Oh my god. Okay, so we're we're like forty minutes into the show and we haven't even started any news yet. So this is great. <laughs> uh, so enjoy your four hour show, everyone. <laughs> Let's get into some news. First bit of news this week. So, Oculus are rolling out some new social features for both the Oculus Rift and Oculus Quest. So, these new features, uh, the first one allows you to join friends' games easier. So, when they're playing a multiplayer or co-op game, you'll see that pop up in your friends list and then you can just join their game if you own the game already. So, it loads up the game, boots straight into their lobby. Mm -hmm. Nice, easy way of joining your friends in multiplayer games. The next one is that you get notifications uh, in the headset and also on your mobile phone if you've uh, got them enabled uh, where you can see if your friends are beating your high scores in games such as like Beat Saber, Space Pirate Trainer, for example. So it kind of encourages you to go back, try harder, beat them again and have this like, little back and forth between your friends.
4: Well, I think of- they're listening because we asked for this specifically mm-hmm. um, a while ago, a couple of months, but I'm so happy that they implemented that because in games... Uh, just independently in games, forget the platform. That's a great reason to return to a a game. You know, it pulls you back in because you're like, oh no, you didn't. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-uh.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a nice little so. feature, and they've also added. Obviously, recently they added uh, the Oculus uh, messaging. Uh, within the de- the dashboard uh, environment mm-hmm. and also on the mobile device as well. So you can, you know, it makes it easier to contact friends and other players and just say, look, do you want to play a game and organize a- an event together, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, but of course, uh, to take advantage of these social features, you've got to link your Facebook account to your Oculus account to take mm-hmm. advantage of them. And yeah. obviously there's a bit of a mixed opinion on this. Um some people, you know, don't want uh, to use a Facebook account or don't have one, or if they do have one, they don't want to link it to their Oculus account, which is understandable. But I think the problem is here is that you're going to be missing out on some really uh, fun experiences not doing that, uh, because some of the best experiences I've had in VR, a key part of it has been the fact that I've been with other people or with my friends, like Nathy, you know, uh, try, trying crazy stuff out in like VR chat, for example. So if if you don't have that, you're kind of going to be missing out a little bit, especially when Horizon comes out. So I do understand both sides of the argument. Personally, I'm not that fussed uh, about linking my Facebook account to yeah, my Oculus then, then I think then, in the end, you bought a headset from the wrong company. What, if you have a problem with it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. At,
2: at this point now, like, you know, when when yeah. when you got a DK1, DK2, CB1,
3: then it was yeah. Like, yeah. But now we're at true, the point where it's like... The, true, but at the same time, I still want to say, like, um, I would not... And I still don't think I'm gonna do that. Link my personal Facebook account to it because I th- I don't know what is being tracked. Like mm-hmm. I I wanna I wanna know what kind of information, okay. and I can probably find that somewhere. I but can tell you. I do I do think they need to be more transparent on that. Yeah. So I Go can ahead, tell you
0: Mike. I can tell you what data is gonna be tracked because uh, I did a little bit of digging, and it says on the uh, their support page what will be tracked. So this is from them. If you log into Facebook on Oculus, Facebook will use information related to your profile, presence, and activity on the Ac- Oculus platform to provide and improve your product experience across the Facebook family of apps. This information is also shared to provide you with more relevant content, including ads. Here are examples of the information shared between Oculus and Facebook when you choose to log in via Facebook. The VR apps you use... Uh, So we can recommend new apps that you haven't tried before. So that I haven't got a problem with, you know, them recommending games based on the games that I like. That's fine. Uh, Your Facebook friend list. So you can join your Facebook friends who are also on Oculus in VR if you choose to. So that is optional. Mm -hmm. Uh, Invites and acceptances for events that you create. So that's only if you're creating events yourself. Uh, Information like your name and messaging metadata for chats in Oculus so that Facebook can send those messages. So, wait, wait!
3: What messaging metadata?
0: Yeah. So, if you're using the messaging app, they are tracking that data, uh, whether you're using it or not. I guess.
3: Wait, the, the the Facebook messaging app?
0: No, the the messaging Oculus app. There's a there's a, there's okay. now an app integrated
4: yeah. so, into. So so if instance, you if quest. you
3: message people in there, Facebook has metadata access to that.
0: Yep. Yeah. Whether you're using it or not, so they can pass those messages on. Is their justification for that? Um, no, no,
3: no, no. Can, they can also pass the messages on, or can they pass the metadata on?
0: No, they, so they don't say about passing any of your metadata on. It's just for them. So they don't share this with third parties. They've never said anything about sharing this with, with third but parties. But they do have
3: access to the messages, or not?
0: Uh, it says information like your name and messaging metadata for chats in Oculus. Oh, okay. So not the, so actual not the messages, messages themselves. themselves. No. Um, do where your eggplants are safe, Rowdy. Yeah. Your, your photos and related content like captions, likes, and comments if you use the share photos feature to share photos from within VR to your own personal Facebook timeline. So that's obvious. You know, if you want to yeah. do that, then you have to enable that. And then information about your Oculus activity like which apps you use to show you ads for other VR apps that you may like so again like just to reiterate it seems like everything's internal right now so just between Facebook and Oculus doesn't seem like any of this data is going external to third parties um, and I don't have a problem with them recommending me games mm. what I do have a problem with and I really hope doesn't happen and I'm sure you will agree with me here is that I don't want this information to be put out to third parties to then offer me ads about cars or or like razors within the that, VR that, headset that is,
3: but that is what Facebook does that is their, their entire... But like I don't the, want that it doesn't to need to leave Facebook for them. If they, <laughs> no, for but, example, say, we want to target people because which like a certain type of cars or like you, then but, Facebook doesn't need to disclose that information. They can just say, we can target those people for you. But it, like, and that's, like, that's the big problem. Yeah.
2: But what you're saying here is that because as a consumer you don't want it to happen but also for your work wise you don't want it to happen because it's still separated both. worlds we're yeah. talking about here.
0: Both, uh, both because you know like let's be it's honest about enough. it, we don't want to be in that Ready Player One, no. Sorrento IOI oh. situation where you know what do they say, we can uh, now use 90% of the screen real estate before people yeah, start yeah. getting seizures with ads.
4: Wait, 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 is that really <laughs> in the book? It's, it's in
0: the movie actually. Um, uh, uh,
2: uh, the, the, the thing for me, what makes this <laughs> so complicated is is that i just don't want to use my private account mm. yeah. for my because you know my my whole vr thing that i'm doing is also my job and i that's my private thing you know my account mm. and they still haven't given me the option to say hey natie mm. you got a page you want to link that to your oculus account fine but if i share it you're gonna see photos that i'm not sharing
1: yeah
2: for you know the friends I'm friends
4: with on... Um, this is coming, though, right? Like, I mean, this is not something... I mean, I, again, I, can't, I don't remember which one of you said it now. Maybe Nathy said, I mean, or was it you, Rowdy, about the buying the wrong headset? I mean, like, yeah. again, even even when, when, I, when the DK2 launch happened, Facebook had a couple of weeks earlier bought out... I mean, that was the last point. That was the last point of, like, this isn't... You know, this headset won't be used for... And I honestly thought we'd see ads... In the DK2, like yeah, back well, in the, the day. That's what
3: people were scared of. Like the <laughs> in like, like, with face. I, 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 I don't think anyone has a problem with ads. I don't think that is the, the major issue. The thing is that they're, they're able, like, A phone is one thing, a phone they can already extract a lot of of data from, they can extract which people you're with, they can extract which people you contact with a lot, they can track your location, they can see your front camera maybe, they can see your back camera, those kind of, there's a lot of metadata and and when you take pictures, what kind of concerts you're on, they, they can develop a very strong personal profile from. Uh, uh, just your phone profile but with a, a VR headset there's so much more information that got added to that they can you know your house is being mapped with that headset yeah you, you map a certain room you well, based on the on the location of that room they can maybe estimate you know how much money does this person have like how mm. big is the room there's so mm. many more information: accelerometers, yeah. gyroscopes. Uh, how how fast does his hand moves? Like how fit is he? Uh, like like all of that metadata. I'm I'm not so certain that I want that that all to be profiled um, according to no. my personal profile. Mm. For for ads, sure, go ahead, sure, go ahead. But how safe is my information? How secure is this, and what kind of ads are, are being targeted for this? I, I mean, is this going to be used in the next presidential campaign? Yeah, because mm. political par- parties they make mm. very strong use of like uh, Facebook and their advertising schemes. So, mm. yeah, I, I, I mean, I do think that very strong laws should be put in place in this, and that people should mm. be aware of what is going mm. on here. Uh, I mean, we had Ken Pai on here as well, and I think he. He made a very clear image on, like, you know, what this information can be used for. We yeah. all heard about Cambridge Analytica, mm. which also uh, used Facebook, even though the information never left Facebook. Um, but I mean, they, they managed to like get that information mm. out of Facebook through some kind of like shady way. Mm. So,
0: yeah. so, you, I, I, so <laughs> right now it seems like you know the, the the data that isn't going anywhere is between Oculus and Facebook, you know, and it's data that they can use to recommend other games to you, which you know yeah. on the face of it sounds fine but what I'm worried about is just the future of this you know I, uh, yeah. how, how far does this go yeah. and, and I think that's what we don't want as gamers like you, you you wouldn't play a traditional game like Call of Duty for example and expect ads <laughs> popping up in that and, and that's what I don't no. want to expect when I want to play a VR game either but yeah. like you say maybe this is a route yeah. that we're going to go on and we don't have a choice but well, the,
2: the thing is since since December a lot of people are just screwed now that don't want to use Facebook or don't want to link in any way because a lot of the stuff stuff as you said is behind this data wall and a lot of people have been using the platform for maybe two years now when they had their cv1s some people have a quest so it's it's a little shorter but you have you got so used to the platform and using it you have all your friends on there and suddenly they make this change where hey there's a data wall but if you still want to use the fun stuff if you still want to belong to you know uh, to the group of 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 the friends you made Mm. then you have to link so You know, also the step became way, you know, bigger for some too. Mm. So it's super smart what they did. They kind of let people into the platform and now they slowly. But if you seriously, if you want to chat with someone now or you want to add them as a friend or want to invite them for a game, Mm. you can't do that without Facebook or Mm. sharing your data. It's not going to happen anymore.
1: Mm.
4: Not anymore. uh, There's only one problem that I have with all of this. And it's the same thing I had in the 90s with DRM. So when DRM first came in, I would go to the shop, buy a game, come home, try to play it, and DRM would stop me playing it, and oftentimes, the piracy route would be unclamped, unhinged, you could play the game you wanted to play, uninhibited, but you were the one paying, and that just didn't make sense, and for me right now, I'm still having problems um, with my social features, irrespective of the fact that I've linked my Facebook account, I'm having issues where it'll just choke, and I... Like, and my wife in the other room are both on the Quest platform. We can see each other, having difficulty linking. Um, and I've been having problems kind of erratically ever since this implementation a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, and so for me, it's only the bugs that I care about. Mm-hmm. And that's going to happen in any tech implementation. But like what you were saying, my targeted advertisement, in general, I don't mind for areas where ads already exist. I think the, the scary thing is, like someone mentioned in chat, like if you've got a you know European football game um, where you know on the billboard, you've got a like real life ad or unskippable ads, things that are really in your face and invasive in the experience, mm-hmm. that is, in my opinion, toxic and shouldn't. There should be barriers to prevent mm-hmm. that from happening.
0: Yeah, but the the thing is, will it be a case of in the future, people will use a different brand of headset to avoid? that you know because it would be essentially like having a browser with an ad block on you either have the browser that doesn't Correct. or you have the browser that does and that's the choice there, that you might will have always, to make.
3: there will always be people that will be yeah. doing that and, uh and, and and I and I think that is I mean, there are entire operating systems that are in place uh, that, that do that as well. I use one myself, so. Um, yeah, yeah. But,
0: and the thing is as well, like, you know, we should stress here that what, what we're saying in these, like, wor- worst case scenarios are hypothetical right now. You know, this isn't something that's happening right now, but it's just how far does this go in the future is, is the concern that I had. and kind of wanted to put it out there. But, um, well, I mean, it, I,
3: is, it is in a way it is happening right now because they're collecting information and they're doing collection. that specifically to make a personal profile. Mm-hmm and how yeah. far that personal profile goes we they don't tell us they give us examples by saying oh which which game you like but are they also going to say like you know right. later on they're going to you know some i don't know like a health insurance company that might want to figure out which people are actually a little bit yeah. too big and would like to get like a health insurance or like mm-hmm. not to get a health insurance or you know there there are no. things that there there's no clear regulation around mm-hmm. that and i think that there should be
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, Simple so there, there we have it. There's some some cool social features coming along the way. You need a, lock, you need a Facebook account to take advantage of them. Uh, and who knows what might happen in the future with in terms of our data, but it is what it is. But there are other platforms, of but, course, hey. if you're concerned
4: about that. But at least you can kick the ass of someone who's taking your Beat Saber top score. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, okay,
0: so from Facebook, let's talk about um, a product that's being kickstarted as an accessory for the Valve Index which is, of course is a headset that maybe won't advertise ads for you but who knows, maybe Valve will go down that route as well. We never know. Um, So this uh, product, it might be useful for you if you find yourself getting hot and sweaty in VR, uh, playing games such as Beat Saber and Pistol Whip and this product is called the Chill Dex and it's designed to make your Valve Index nice and cool. And so it doesn't overheat. So, or get so too this hot. is like the Vive and Chill 2.0. Exactly, the Vive and Chill for the valve index, um, and this is actually one of the first products that I've seen to take advantage of the frunk, you know, which is like the recess at the front of the valve index. So the first uh, official one, basically.
4: You mean the, we, the weird-ass plastic <laughs> enclosure that has yeah, no purpose? the recess. Well, now it has a purpose. Yeah.
0: Now it has a purpose. Um, because, yeah, yeah, like if you didn't know, the valve index underneath the little uh, plastic uh, front, it's got like a frunk, which is like a front trunk or a recess, and uh, it's got a USB port in there. And there was a lot of speculation around this when it first sort of leaked images Dude, of this like what was it going to be We got so for?
2: excited over it we like, did it could be a wireless adapter this and it could be that <laughs> and now this this is the first thing we're <laughs> we're getting <laughs> It's nice it's nice yeah. but you know I expected something else to happen first
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so I wonder what it does, though, because with the with the original five and Chile was it was done in order to keep your forehead cool, right? Yeah, this seems to be done more to keep the headset cool. I exactly. Think?
0: Yeah. So so the Frank, you know, it was designed by Valve for modders and tinkerers. That's how they sold that idea uh, to take advantage of. And this is one of the first sort of mods that we've seen to take advantage of, other than like little LED lights and stuff. Um, But the Childex module is basically two small fans in a neat little sort of plastic case, and you slot that into the front of the valve index, and it's powered by the USB port. Um, The uh, product itself, it has two buttons on it, so you can manually control the fan speed to increase it if your headset's getting a bit hot, or, which I think is quite quite cool, you can put it on um, a temperature-based auto fan mode. So as soon as your headset starts getting a bit warm, it detects that, starts... (laughs) Pump up the fan speed a little bit more to cool it down.
4: <laughs> I don't know. This is all just saying noise to me. Okay. You know? That's why they have the control there. Well,
0: the fans are touted to be ultra quiet so they don't disturb you whilst playing your VR games. And once the front cover's on, obviously it's hidden from view. You don't actually see it externally anymore uh, it's just kind of hidden in the front underneath the uh, the plastic front of it wait wait
4: how does that how does that you you, you can't just trap it in the headset and then move well, around it it, like ha, this. it has got to be open it, no? so it
0: has got gaps around the edge of that plastic uh section so it could suck in air from there i guess um or mm-hmm. if you're really that concerned you can play with it off but you know it's up to you um So this device, it was created by Kyle Fredericks, who was fed up with having like a sweaty face after VR sessions. And he says that, you know, he created the Childex and it now solves the problem. Cool. Um, So right now, uh, the Childex on Kickstarter (laughs) is raised uh, 38,000... British pounds. It's actually a Canadian uh, company. He's based in Canada, Uh, but the equivalent in in British pounds is thirty-eight thousand pounds raised, uh, which is over their uh, initial goal. Double, in fact, their initial goal of uh, fourteen and a half thousand pounds. If you're interested, there is only eight days left of this Kickstarter campaign, and uh, to back the product, the the product and the project, it will cost you fifty Canadian dollars, which is about thirty British pounds. Plus shipping. So you're talking about 50, 40 to 50 quid in total for this device. Um, and ideally, he wants to have them shipping out around okay. April time after the release of Half Life Alex.
3: Okay, so uh, there's been a, a little bit of a development since this device has not been released yet. Uh, I am going to start a venture together with Nim Sony to uh, make the first VR mod for the Index. And it's going to be uh, helium balloons that you can insert there to make the headset a bit uh, lighter. He just lighter. came up with that ID. <laughs> nice. And I paid for that already. So. Nice. nice. Amazing, Do we all get mate. dibs
0: on this or is it just a you and <coughs> deal between you
4: and him, Rowdy? <laughs>
3: No, no, oh, we're going to we, sell it. So, how much are you willing to oh, offer? Oh, okay. So, we're all in oh. on this.
4: Okay. Oh, we're yeah, always yeah, next yeah. podcast. It's all going to be at like a helium tone. Helium. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're,
2: we're, we're always down for a new sponsor if we can, you know, black yeah. some helium balloons. Fine, you know. Um, so, so, Mike, are you going to uh, get this for your index? or?
0: Uh... Do you know what? I've already backed this. I've, I've, oh, I've, you backed I, it already. I backed okay. This. However, however, I must clarify, though, that I back weird and wonderful things. I backed the. Um, <laughs> The, uh, what, Weird the,
2: things. Oh, you mean the Pimax that, that as well. That's a very good point. I did back the PyMax,
0: and I also backed the um, the 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 smell thing. Uh, which oh, this smell—the <laughs> one that got banned. The feel real. Uh, the feel. Thing. The yeah, feel I, real. Yeah, I backed yeah. that as well. So, oh, wow. uh, did you get your money back for that? No. No. Well, they still don't know what the situation. Mike is has lost so much
2: money over these these inventions. The, the thing is, like,
0: I, I do th- I do it for two reasons i do it because i'm intrigued and also for science so okay. you know either way i get to like make a video about it either way i guess yeah. so you know it's kind of a win-win situation it's,
2: it's 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 still like i i think this is great for people that that are playing you know in these intense play sessions with their index but from from my perspective i've never had a problem with the, the front plate or the headset being being hot but mm. again you know i'm not playing for four or five hours mm. you No, know, i i i, I play a game, record it, and throw it on YouTube. But
0: um, no, I never had an issue with that. So a lot of people say that the Index gets hotter than other headsets, and I haven't necessarily noticed it myself either. But I thought, well, you know, it's an interesting product. This is the first I've ever seen something like this. I'll give it a bash. Yeah. So when yeah. it arrives, I'll obviously let you all know. But um, I thought it was kind of interesting product. Just because it was one of the first yeah. front accessories I, I, that we've seen. I, I think it's oh. nice to
2: fill up the front too. You know, yeah. if this is if this is something that's actually legit, then I'm happy to buy one and you know put it in the front. I would love to decorate <laughs> my headset a bit more.
0: So um, one of the chat, Anikays, has an amazing suggestion. Bye. He says, "How about you fill the compartment?" So it releases fire ants when you get a shot in the head in a game. <laughs> <laughs> So your head gets covered in ants. Great. Wait,
3: I'm telling you, we're getting a, good, a lot of good of ideas uh, yeah. from the chat here. I think we should actually... Capitalize on this. Yeah. yeah.
4: I, I, I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm the only one, but I think it's a bad idea. I think it just. Fire adds, ants? And noise. I don't know, Zim. I think fire Not ants. The fire ants. Fucking <laughs> you know. Of course, fire ants is a bad idea. Have, have you ever sat, I used to live in the Caribbean. I sat in a fire ant nest. <laughs> I got stung all over. What, in wow. VR? Downtown. In VR. Yeah. You don't want that. You don't want that. Uh, in though. VR. <laughs> 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 but no, like, I just. I, I don't know. This thing looks. Uh, It's it's not just the the kind of indie uh, created hardware side of it because uh, I've I've read about it and I think it was like seven years or whatever the hardware designer has been doing electronics. But I I really think that the frunk to me, unless they've got some surprise ace up their sleeve, is nothing more than a design flaw. I I think that having the USB connector in there positioned where it's positioned makes creating (laughs) useful devices for the frunk incredibly awkward. Mm -hmm. Nice. And I think it's a, I think it's an almost useless space. The best use I can have for that space is store a chocolate bar in there. When <laughs> <in> <headset. laughs> you get hungry, <laughs> store Snickers. Get hungry, <laughs> pop Jeez. it out, snack oh. in the middle. That's it. Wonder, Zim, That's it. Go on. Yeah, sorry. Go on. Yeah, David, like on. I wanted to
2: say, like, like, Zim. I, I don't, I don't know why you're so concerned. As long as your, you know, your bald friend wastes his money on this stuff. You're going to be fine. So again, like, if this is good or not, and Mike's going to be like, you know, hey, uh, breaking news, (laughs) (laughs) i wasted my money again, then, you know, we can just enjoy it for a moment. And we're like, okay, thank
0: you for doing this for science. And, you know, we can go to the next uh, invention. Sacrifice my wallet for you guys. But also, like, if you think about it, if you're going to keep like a penguin (laughs) in the front, like. Penguin is a chocolate bar in the UK, right? That's it's dangerous. Got in it. I was saying, you don't, like, don't, it. I don't <laughs> that You don't <laughs> want it to melt, though, do you? So <laughs>
4: we're not gonna have space for a penguin and this fucking USB dongle.
0: How many penguins <laughs> do you think you know. could fit in the front? Two, maybe.
4: I think one. Okay, I'm one. really curious. Maybe, as two, to what a two, maybe
3: on is. top of each other. Well, I'll have to maybe, do this. For but they're pretty
0: thick. Okay, I'll, I'll buy it's some penguins thick. tomorrow. I'll let you know. Right. So that is the Childex. If you want to keep your uh, headset cool and sacrifice the room that you have for penguins, then the Childex might be the product for you. <laughs> Next,
3: Penguindex, like Pen- penguin dex. <laughs> Penguindex. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, that's right so <laughs> bad. Right. Next bit of news uh, is about Half-Life: Alex. As we had a few updates from the game uh, about the game this week from wow. the development team from Valve, and oh. they had a, an AMA session, which is an ask me anything session on the Half-Life subreddit this Wednesday. A lot of interesting stuff came out of this AMA, so um, I, thought I sort of picked out some of the most popular ones, and I'll sort of ah. read them out. But Bless got, us
2: with juiciness.
0: Yeah, have you guys got any, or shall I just go ahead with mine?
2: Oh, you no, can, you can share yours, okay, okay. sure.
0: So the first, the first question was, how many people are working on Half-Life Alex, And they said, mm-hmm. right now it's around 80 people, which puts it as the largest single team we've ever had at Valve. Which is very wow. impressive, like especially when impressive. you consider other projects
4: that they've done. Sounds like a prepared answer, though, a little bit. <laughs> 80 people, though. Well, well he's he's working no, that's, on the game. that's the size of large well, development. Yeah. It, it would be a shame if you didn't
2: count right and you missed one, right? So yeah, that's why the answer is so. Uh, so th- the, the eighty, the
3: eighty-one is now going like.
0: Uh, Summer <laughs> oh, interned me. Yeah. We forgot to, I didn't count. I'm just an intern. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we thank you, eighty people that are working on Half-Life: Alex to bring the game to us. We uh, we really appreciate it. Um, also, they were asked about the locomotion and comfort options, which has been a bit of a, a sort of you know, issue of contention about this game Mm -hmm. because of the sort of leaked footage from like Jeff Keighley and Tested and Exiled, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, But they said, uh, our locomotion and comfort features are all done, including things like seated, left-handed mode, etc., we have almost all our accessibility work done as well, but there's a little bit more we'd like to do in to do there. Uh, support for one armed play uh, being an example. Uh, we'll be talking about cool. and showing more of our various locomotion options in some upcoming videos. Oh, um, so we're going like- to see
2: some uh, satisfying letter gameplay.
0: Yeah, so I think that you know the smooth locomotion. A lot of like the the uh, VR enthusiasts want smooth locomotion, right? But like mm-hmm. we said before, there could be issues if the game was developed with teleportation in mind, because games yeah. like um, oh, Apex Apex uh, Construct. Apex Construct, yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah, was originally developed with uh, teleportation in mind, but then added smooth locomotion, which caused a few issues when you'd get stuck in an environment or assets. So hopefully that's not the case with yeah. this game. Um, but it's cool that they've added modes for, like, left-handed players. Uh, which is That's amazing. Is I've rare. never heard that before, no? where
2: someone really...
0: Yeah. yeah and and also for for one-armed play so if you're if you only have one arm for example then you can still enjoy the game which is also really great and and seated as well so for those that maybe can't stand and play the game so again I like the fact that they've considered these options and they've added those into the game as well
4: So left-handed is quite important my wife's a lefty and one of the things we ran across yesterday was that I didn't know this but Beat Saber when you play a song if you're a right-handed or a left-handed person you're actually getting a different sequence of blocks. You're getting the opposite colors. Oh, really? That's really interesting. They don't they don't just mirror it. You so like if you're used to on that swipe getting a gold block, then the other one's getting the red block. It's really interesting. We saw that in a side by side we were doing, which kind of flicked a switch in my brain. But left handed options I, are relatively they're not they're not common. They're maybe uncommon, but they do exist mm. across VR titles, and they're really important. It's ten percent of the population. the the one handed uh, the fact that they mentioned potential for one handed support. Um, or one arm support. That's, I've not heard that before. Mm-hmm. I've not heard that in a VR game. And I think that's great that they're even thinking about it. And dedicating a resource to it. Yeah. The, but is, isn't but,
3: being left handed far less of a problem in a game, uh, in a VR game, just because you have those two motion controllers? It's, it's the reload,
0: not, not. it's the reload mechanics in some games. If you think about the way that people reload, that's the issue when it comes to, to shooters, particularly and scopes. Mm.
4: And parody. Yeah. And parody. So, for instance, a g- game like Gadgeteer, you know, your right hand and your left hand are doing different things, yeah. and the intricate control is typically given to the right hand. So, if you don't have a left hand mode to swap them, yeah. Then you can't just. Uh, pass I, your I, I wonder. I
3: mean, I, I don't know. I don't suppose any of you guys know that, but in, for example, in the army, those rifles do they also have left-handed and right-handed rifles? Then I doubt it. Rifles, I doubt it.
0: Oh, that's I, a
4: good question, because I, think, I you mean, mean, in terms of flicking uh, the uh, yeah, 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 I don't think so. I think you just have to adapt.
0: I think you you adapt to that muscle memory, and you there, there's you a lot. I mean, from, from a reloading. neuroscience pers- yeah.
4: perspective,
3: there's actually um, a lot of things about that people actually are not really left-handed. Uh, I, I I can't like confirm like any of the of the research on there because it's not my my but i read a few a uh, few articles is that it's actually from a very early age that children make a, a certain choice of preference
1: mm-hmm.
3: and because they are uh, not being forced into like for example being mm-hmm. right-handed uh, that often uh, they develop a stronger development for their for their left hand mm-hmm. and that could explain the the lower percentage of 10 people
4: answering your question so uh, there are right- and left-handed guns, oh. but it says left-handed users get burns and bruises from using right-handed designed guns. Uh, for example, Ian is left-handed and shoots most guns left-handed, um, but most people are right-handed, and guns most guns are designed with right-handed people in mind. Okay.
1: Mm. Yeah.
4: Very interesting. Interesting. Um- yeah. Next question was, uh, will there be a train ride in
0: Half-Life, Alex? And they replied, it's quite funny, this one. It's actually illegal to ship a Half-Life game if you don't spend at least a little time <laughs> riding a train, they said.
1: <laughs> 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 That's
0: cute. Um one thing that we were kind of interested about, which we touched on earlier on, uh, when Half-Life Alex releases, will we be getting the full Source 2 SDK? And this is kind of what we mentioned about uh, modders getting their hands on this game, adding their own levels or game spinoffs yep. like, you know, Counter-Strike was a, a spinoff of, you know, the original Half-Life, yep. etc. Yeah. Um, And they replied saying, we're not currently planning on shipping a full SDK. Uh, We'd really like to release one at some point, but it's a ton of work because Source 2 is a new new tool set, much of which hasn't previously been released. Any time we spend Mm -hmm. on it now is also time we could be spending on polishing the game itself, which we think is more important. As a result, we thought it wasn't appropriate to promise anything before release. So... It's likely that some tools will be released, um, which they've sort of confirmed, but the full SDK won't be available. So people will still be able to mod the game, but it just won't be the full suite of tools that we probably want just yet. But probably will come after release, which is still fine. Uh, Because people are still making mods for the original Half-Life games now, Hmm. many, many years later. So I'm happy that it will come eventually. And uh, I'm sure, you know, with that mod support like we saw in Blade and Sorcery, it's going to extend the life of the game a long, long uh, way into the future. Uh, the next one was uh, you seem confident in releasing the game on time which is super super important to me we touched on this on last week's show as well how much would you say of the game is done and they replied with the exception of some tweaks to the absolute final scene the game is done lots of us at Valve as well as playtesters have played through the entire game multiple times right now we're primarily polishing and fixing bugs which is where we'd hope to be at this point in the development cycle but confident Mm -hmm. we'll hit our intended release so it's still on which schedule, it, I'm happy with, you know, so March uh, is still set. I know a, lo- a lot of other games have been, been delayed just recently, but it looks like this one's going to be uh, still on track for a March release, which I'm would've, happy with. Would have been
4: far more entertaining if they said, we are only 10% confident that <laughs> yeah. we're going to release on time. We have but. our concept art done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: But I'm hoping now, you know, that, that we're going to start getting some more videos uh, coming soon. Like, they, they keep on talking about releasing videos of different gameplay features and stuff. So hopefully, oh, I really
3: hope they don't. I don't want to just see any way. of this game up until, like... I, you just I don't want to spoil
4: it. it? That's fair enough. Yeah. I'm the same. Yeah, what, like, what, why Why do you want... Like, why wouldn't you want the story start to finish as they intended? I, I, mean, why would you, I, I don't would mind. Would you want trailers of an upcoming it, it movie just you to keep hyped. coming out? It just
0: gets me hyped when I see stuff.
4: If, it, if, it's,
3: if it's core gameplay, yes. But if it's story-driven yeah, trailers, no spoilers, yeah, okay. I'm no a, no. yeah, I don't okay. want to mm-hmm. know it.
0: That's understandable. No. Um, and the final question which I picked out was, will we be seeing any familiar faces that we haven't already seen in the trailer? And they just simply replied saying, yes. So Barney, or maybe some of the scientists we know and love, could make a comeback uh, for this game because obviously it takes place before Half Life Two. You got to remember that. Uh, I do
3: hope we get to see like the general scientist from like Half Life One. It, yeah, he's just every general scientist <laughs> it, in Half Life. Alex too.
0: It's so funny when I recorded Half Life on the Quest. People were saying that I screamed like the scientist. Everyone, everyone <laughs> commenting was saying, I, sh- I scream like the scientist, like I voiced him originally or something, I'm like just a coincidence. So there you go. Um, but also alongside the AMA, we also got some good news that if you haven't played a Half-Life game in your life, you lived under a rock or whatever. I think Zim is one of those people, aren't you Zim? No. Nope. Oh no? No, no, no. I bought and played okay, all okay. the Half-Life Someone, games. Someone, I can't remember who it was now.
3: I haven't played uh, them from beginning to end. Okay.
0: But you still understand the
3: sort of basic Yeah, I know the story.
0: Um, So, yeah, if you haven't played them and you want to understand more about the story and the lore and everything about it, uh, you can (laughs) play them all for free. Uh, They're all available uh, for free to play on Steam up until Half-Life Alex releases. So you've got, uh, you know, a few months to check them out. Um, Then
3: again, like, is there anyone who hasn't had it yet because it comes free with, like, everything, like, that Valve ever sold? (laughs) I remember that I I got, like, the... um, I think the Steam controller or something, and I I just got like the orange box for free, which contained like everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a bargain. It's amazing. Um, But just to let you know, like the timeline, so you you got it clear in your mind. There's Half Life One in the timeline. Then it's Half Life Alex. um, Then it's Half Life Two, and then it's Half Life Two Episodes One and Two. And Mm -hmm. Alex is a key character in Episode uh, One and Two and Half Life Two. So if you want to understand more about her story before you get into the Half Life Alex, then you might want to check Mm -hmm. those out.
4: And, 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 and so, go right ahead, after some... Half-Life Episode 2, Half-Life 3? <laughs> we don't know anything well, about Half-Life 3
3: yet. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, it is important to note as well, like uh, like I mentioned in the beginning, about like mute characters. Uh, like Half-Life has been known to have a mute character yep. throughout the series, but this will likely be the first one of the Half-Life series that won't be mute because it, it revolves around Alex, um, which, of course even in the other Half-Life games, it's not a mute character, so she'll probably have a voice. Um and I don't know mm. what to think of that. Like um like I said it before as well. Like I like it when my character is mute because mm-hmm. it allows a little bit more immersion on my end. You know, it allows me more to experience it like that. Um but I mean it's Half-Life so I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> yeah.
4: I, I think they do it really well in like Arizona Sunshine. I like the kind of overarching narration at certain segments, but not the I'm in a video watching who I'm supposed to be interacting with someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I prefer it that way uh, because then it feels like it's kind of coming out of you and it's part of the story then. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I'm kind of with you, Rowdy, in terms of immersion. It does allow more for the imagination when you don't hear yourself yeah. speaking. I think the
2: the most important thing I learned from this AMA is that, first of all, if you want to get rid of a head crap, you can just throw a bucket on it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the other yeah. one is floating hands are okay. It's fine. Yep. And also, just to, to a note on the floating hands, is that although you don't see the rest of the arm, it is actually there. So if you interact with an object Ghost with your hand. arm, uh, it does actually interact with it still, even though it's not visible. Yeah. So
4: you can. You mean like knocking over a bottle? Yeah. Exactly. Mean? Yeah.
0: So and it's still sort of um, generated, you know, with an elbow and your your shoulder attached to the headset and everything else, just like bone works, but you just don't see that segment of the arm. Um, is right. is the way that they, they described it? Um, so that, that is uh, Half-Life Alex. some updates from the development team. Very nice. Uh, next bit of news this week comes from a company called Anti-Latency. Uh, you guys might have heard of them before, as they were one of the very few companies out there that were making 6 off tracking solutions for like the Oculus Go shortly after it released by adding a little tracker to the front of the headset. Um, they're now working on adding support, uh, of their product line, uh, for the Oculus Quest, along with many other headsets, of course, as well, that don't have, uh, six degrees of freedom tracking. This isn't for home users right now. Um, it's kind of mainly for enterprise location-based experiences, stuff like that. Um, but it's kind of like a nice insight into potentially what we could get in the future, uh, from them as a consumer. So they basically have this tracking solution, which at the heart of it is this kind of like, um, a little small form-factor tracker, which they call an alt, and that stands for anti-latency tracker. So they've got these little alt trackers, uh, and on board the alt they have um, optics, which uh, has on-board processing for rough sort of tracking, and also an IMU, which is an inertial measurement unit for a bit more precise tracking. Uh, in combination with that, when you pair it with their tracking floor mats. uh, It gives you a pretty accurate tracking um, solution. Um, And it also makes it possible to track these uh, sort of devices and headsets in pitch black or really bright daylight as well. So just to sort of summarize that, you use a little tracker that you put on the headset uh, in combination with a flooring mat that's got uh, infrared sensors in it. Uh, and that combined creates this tracking solution. So um, these floor mats, uh, you can scale them up almost infinitely, so you could create a warehouse scale tracking solution with these mats and these sort of trackers, which is really cool, especially if you have like a a warehouse scale VR experience that you want to push out, a bit like The Void, but think even bigger. and if you don't want to just, if you don't want to use the mats and you ha- you want to create lots of like uh, walls and um, physical items like we experienced in the dead and buried VR experience at OC5, um, where you're covering the floor with physical objects, you could, you could mount the whole thing from the ceiling and have it pointing downwards. So that is an option. If you're like a VR arcade out there and you're thinking, you know, you want to create an experience, this might be the, the solution uh, for you.
4: So sorry, you're saying the mats can be ceiling
0: mounted. So it wouldn't be a mat when it's ceiling mounted. It would be a different solution. But they've got a solution to mount from a suspended ceiling. Put it that way.
4: Okay. Okay,
0: got it. Um, the cool thing is with this technology is obviously they're called anti-latency for a reason because they want to limit the latency to a bare minimum so you've got this really fast response time and these alt trackers uh, update their position twice every millisecond so they're super precise and I think they've got about two milliseconds hardware latency in total so um, from, from actually the movement to the hardware registering that movement it's very very fast. Mm. Um, the other cool thing about this uh, anti-latency tech is that you can have many, many people using these trackers simultaneously in the same space. So you could have hundreds of trackers all in a single location being tracked on the mats, and occlusion apparently is kept to a bare minimum. Uh, and I know there's obviously going to be a lot of people moving around the mats and other sort of trackers in the way, but they sort of tout that that's not necessarily going to be a problem mm. because they've got these backups in place using the IMU for tracking when so. the the uh, optic system isn't working that, that,
2: that could be interesting for, for mo-capping too, where some actors are, you know, having to play out a scene. and
0: Potentially, yeah, because um, so you can use the single alt uh, just to track the headset, um, which will give you like, you know, decent head tracking for three DOF headsets, add six DOF. Uh, and then if you know, like for the quest, for example, uh, you can add that to it if you wanted to, not like you would have to. But the cool mm-hmm. thing is that you can add additional alts uh, to track your hands, feet, and objects like uh, physical objects so you could have one um, to track a gun for example in like a shooting experience or a VR experience Uh, but with the Quest you can add them to your feet or your legs to add full body tracking and have a full body tracked experience with the Oculus Quest which is kind of interesting uh, because apparently the alt is going to plug in using the USB-C port on the Quest to keep it charged Um, so that's kind of neat. Uh, They've also got a product called a bracer, which is when uh, you sort of have this strap across your hand, which you add an alt to, and then that can add hand tracking, but you can also use physical items at the same time, again, like a gun, for example, uh, which is, again, more for sort of location-based VR experiences where you're working as a team and shooting enemies with multiple guns and stuff, for example. Um, So it's really cool tech. Um, Like I said, the reason why I sort of mentioned it on this week's show is that they've added Oculus Quest support. Um, so, you know, you can add, um, feet tracking, the, the controllers will obviously still be hand-tracked if you're using the controllers, or you can get rid of them completely using the braces and the alts uh, to track physical items. So it might be that we see Oculus Quests being used in more location-based experiences using this technology in the mm-hmm. future. Because uh, the other cool thing about this tech in particular is that it's relatively cheap. Um, and if you're a developer interested in anti-latency, you can check out the dev kit, which starts at just 350 bucks, which for a all-in-one tracking solution... Is pretty cheap, I would say, and when you look yeah. at the form factor being so small, um, it looks pretty uh, unobtrusive uh, and convenient as well. So,
4: yeah the the, the power um, the power draw of those is probably the most interesting thing to me. Like, what's gonna the mats on the floor? What powers that? Mm. Is it an internal like one of those micro watch batteries that you then have to replace? All of those little trackers. in the floor. It's a really good
0: question, and I don't know the answer to it, unfortunately. Uh, but you're Induction. right because it's um, because it's infrared. They're probably going to need some power of some description. So whether whether it's kind of linked in a mesh and you just need one power supply to power them all because it's fairly low power consumption, maybe. Mm. But we don't. So I it, don't know. How
3: infrared, it's infrared LED light or something, or is it infrared more? Receiver or what is it exactly? What it kind says of it says
0: infrared light, so I guess it's similar technology to what like the Oculus Quest controllers use, for example, which mm-hmm. is really low power consumption.
3: That that's really that's almost nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, just
4: looking, yes. Yeah, sorry, do uh, rowdy. Looking at the video, there is a tether coming from the mats. Mm. So I'm wondering it would be insane. To have you know ninety six mats and have to go and <laughs> unscrew and yeah. take a battery out and screw it back in for <laughs> whatever it is. Even, it, even yeah. if it was low power drain, yeah. like a, a Zigbee device or something, and it you know would last six months or two years mm-hmm. or something, still you don't want to have to do no, maintenance but, uh, but on that. But it's probably many units.
3: probably the cable connects or something when you but you put the mats together or something. Mm-hmm. That's what in, I'm thinking. It's got to be outs, like grid something like that. Yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah. although it's it's like enterprise. VR location based experiences right now. Um, this could be it could be something that they they sell to consumers eventually to add leg tracking exa- for example to Quest so you can have full body tracking in like VR chat for example. I think that's the sort of one thing that comes to mind for full body tracking with Quest that, that people would might want. Um, but it's just an interesting concept, I think. in
4: it's I really like the concept. Hmm. Um, aside from the power side of it, which is probably their biggest challenge, yeah. um, the, having a small form factor tracker. With the intelligence, I've not seen him, you know, embedding tracking mm. in the floor yet, um, or before. And, and the HTC Vive tracker is the most recent similar cousin in the environment that i can remember so it's good to have something else because it's been a few years since we've had developers having you know something they can toy with because those those vibe trackers are a puck like they're and they're expensive as well
0: having bought one recently stupid expensive like 90 quid i think it it was even more i think it was like 120 quid uh from what i remember oh my god for one one yeah so when you've got multiple just visit box vr mike they'll sort you out you just yeah Exactly. Um, so that's and if you uh, have the ones,
3: the first ones, then you have to buy new ones because now they have second ones. That's true. They have two <laughs> generations. Yeah. yeah.
0: Seriously. One has oh, God, a USB yeah. port, um, which can be used as a to power devices as well, but the other one doesn't. I remember someone telling me. Um, but yeah, like the the Vive trackers are an expensive solution, but this is a relatively yeah. cheap one. Um, but it, I think they kind of missed the boat with the the go because i think a lot of people were really interested in this product back then but they didn't bring it to consumers then so they kind of missed an opportunity there i think
2: um, yeah but. but again like go was such a short adventure before they could even bring it out <laughs> uh, people were <laughs> talking about another headset so. exactly
3: <laughs> exactly
4: i feel like that short it, like uh, i know half-life is the wrong term to use here but um and Half-Life Rowdy's science Half-Life, I don't mean Half-Life the game series, but I mean like the time between a headset being a viable product launched to consumers and the time when they're kind of trying to kill it off, seems really short for Facebook slash Oculus. I I don't know if it's just you guys, but they've pulled more than one thing off the market like pretty fast. (laughs) Design features, software, headsets. I wouldn't be surprised if they've got
0: like the next two iterations of both (laughs) Quest and Rift already lined up though now. I it's yeah, it's yeah. it's so
2: weird that when <laughs> like you know when I was in China I visited a few companies who were still using the Oculus Rift CV1. I it, yeah. for me it felt like an ancient thing. Yeah. For me it felt like you need to put this in a museum, and I prefer to play with a newer headset. It's weird That's because also a in the end, s- if you think about it. It's still a usable headset. It's still so a solid one. And and I could also recommend you buying that one if the price is right. Yep.
1: So,
3: But it's also a little bit like the curse of like fringe technology yeah. because like things move so fast forward Yeah, uh, when everyone jumps on um, that those things are bound to happen. I, yeah. think. I just I just can't play with that stuff anymore. It's so strange.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, I have, I have the same. I find someone said it to me the other day because there's still people who are hanging on and like haven't gone for Rift S, still have a CV1 Um, it's a notable difference. Like, going back is not comfortable. Mm. It's not comfortable.
0: So that is anti-latency. Last bit of news. God, this has gone on for so long. I apologize. (laughs) News. We're screwed. Last bit of news uh, is from the team at White Elk Studio, developers behind the game Covert, which originally released on the Oculus Go, which we've just been talking about. (laughs) Um, If you're not aware, Cova is an asymmetric VR game in which one player is in VR using the headset playing as the thief, and the other player uses a mobile device or tablet and acts as the hacker to guide the VR player through a series of heists. Uh, Nathan and I played this one uh, when I visited him in the Netherlands, was yeah. it like a year ago now? Maybe a bit longer. No, it's been uh, two. It's
2: been uh, two, Mike. I'm
0: sorry. Has it been two years? Seriously? I think so. definitely two. All yeah. my <laughs> days. All my days. Well, we had. When, a lot when of is the fun. last time
3: you took a holiday? Yeah,
0: exactly. We had a lot of fun though, didn't we, Nathan We played that game. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. The only the only bit that we didn't have fun in is when you were guiding me and the Go battery <laughs> died midway through no, no, our no, recording. No, 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 no. There is another
2: thing that you forgot. Oh, it's and it's like the, the game the, was bugged. The, the game was bugged.
0: Yeah. <laughs> There was a game-breaking bug in one of the missions that we played that only got patched the day before, but we didn't have an internet connection, so we didn't update the game. Yeah, it was, it was chaos. Other than those two issues, we had a lot of fun with the game. Yeah, we did have a lot of fun. Um, but yeah. Um, so this week, uh, the team released a trailer for Kovo, as it's going to be releasing on PSVR on the 25th of February. Uh, it looks like the game's going to still utilize the mobile app, uh, which is available okay. for free on both iOS and Android. Um and it's a lot of fun to play, coach co-op, coach co-op, co-op with your friends, Go up. <laughs> but that's not a requirement. You can play with a friend online anywhere in the world, um, yeah, as long like as you that. use something to communicate. So you could use discord, FaceTime, yeah. whatever you want to communicate, um, Yep. and just share the room code with them and play together, which is uh, really, really and
4: fun. And I've done both. It's it's, it's it's definitely a game that, like, if you like something like Spire 1, it kind of feels like that, but co-op. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got some really nice kind of sneaky elements to it, and the fun, app works well. Fun dialogue, I, f- cool story. Yeah, I, I played with my wife. I've, I've played with a friend online as well, and um, I don't think we've beaten the game just yet. Uh, I'd say the graphics are pretty basic, and it looks like they're bringing those same kind of graphics to PlayStation. Um, but I think it's nice to see them go to another market because that is such a niche of a niche of a niche, right? And you just you need those additional platforms just to, to yeah. reap back what you put into the game in the first place. So this one is is not on Quest yet,
2: right?
0: No, it's not on Quest. Uh, but interestingly, on the White Elk website, they also list the game as available for Rift, which I couldn't find on the store.
2: I have never. Um, mm.
0: So it could be that the game is coming to Rift eventually, or and or Quest. I hope so, because, because it kind of seems like a sounds, good It
2: sounds like it has not been approved yet, because otherwise it would have already been on the platform by now. Yeah,
0: yeah. but it's, it's a fun game, and it's a unique concept, which we don't yeah. we don't see very often in VR, and other asymmetric games like uh, Carly and the Reaper Man, um, Akron, oh, yeah, are, are great yeah. examples of other games where you can have a lot of fun playing with someone that's not in a VR headset, and I think this yeah. is great as well, like especially with friends and family. You can get them involved in your game because otherwise you're quite isolated in VR and you can't really play with others. So it, it, I think it's a great concept. T- Tim Cook is listening. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're Zim, of course, that has like multiple headsets in the house and streams, you
4: know, and, together. And gets everybody in a headset. Yeah, exactly. the yeah, yeah. yeah. family.
0: Um, so yeah, there we go. Covert's coming to PSVR uh, on the 25th of February. So mark it in your diaries sweet and that is all the news only an hour and a half worth of news for you today <laughs> um, so now um, um hour and 25 minutes of bitching
4: and yeah. uh five minutes of so news, now let's so pass
0: it know. to zim who's going to take at least half an hour and then you've got an hour's worth of <laughs> to China. so strap in maybe you know get, get comfortable. i can go super fast Sorry.
4: oh let's let's well, make well,
0: this a speed run like how
4: fast can zim do all the releases Go. How fast can you speak about China? No, no, I, no, let's go. <laughs> go on, Zim, Take it away, dude. We'll, we'll see how this goes anyway. So, starting off, uh, I've got four things to talk about. Nice and container, so you guys know what we're uh, what we're going to get in, into here. Uh, four releases for you. First one. Uh, this is the most contentious, contentious of the lot. This is To the Top from SideQuest, uh, launched for Oculus Quest. You buy it on itch for $15. This is around about 12 British pounds. Uh, this is from Electric Hat Games and dropped on the 21st of January. Now, why do I say this is quite contentious? Because selling stuff on a side quest, I think, gets us into hot water um, because we, we start to see a competitor for the Oculus Home Store and we think maybe that will cause problems. But let's talk about the game for a minute. So what is to the top? To the top is a surface-bounding, uh, leap-happy, climby platformer. Uh, you leap through a bunch of surreal environments and discover uh, challenges where you journey... As as the title suggests, to the top, and it's Um, good, and and I was going to ask who all has played this. I haven't played this actually myself. So, Rad, do you want to? Yeah, I've played this. Yeah,
3: it's 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 a great game. It's really it's one of the more fun climbing games out there. I think.
1: Yeah,
4: Yeah, I think I've played every other climbing game,
3: and uh, and the thing is, it has a real like. Sense of height, I think, like not all climbing games really have that—that that you have, like, you know, that the fear of height. But they do like the the speed of falling and all that kind of stuff really well.
0: And the bouncing yeah. mechanics are great fun. You mm-hmm. know, when you
4: build up the momentum and then bounce, it's, it's super yeah. fun. Yeah. So I mean, like, I think this is so far on SideQuest has been getting uh, pretty decent reviews mm-hmm. since the beginning. I wanted to read out one review which I liked. Uh, so someone had uh, po- Costas uh, on SideQuest has posted. I have the game on Steam and decided to get it on the Quest also, uh, since it's asking me for wireless a um, wireless, un- no, wireless untethered headset. I got it on Itch. If you go through SideQuest, it's installed automatically after buying. The game is a straight port of the PC game. It held a steady 72 frames a second without reprojection. Gameplay is exactly the same and, of course, great. Graphics also look very good, the same as the PC version. Um, they've got this kind of abstract comic-like design. gives you a great sense of speed. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, and yeah. It, so it's, it's a real shame, because I met the developer behind this game, um, Oculus Connect, the last one, I think, and uh, the, the game was finished before the Quest even released, um, you know, for the, the Quest port of the game was finished before Quest release, um, so they were all set up for it, and then they just got uh, denied access to the official Oculus Store, so it is one of those real sad stories, and I'm glad that the game has a second life, you know, through SideQuest now, and yeah. I, you know, I hope, it, I hope people enjoy it. Because it's so it. good. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's, it's it a fun is really game. Good. It's
3: a shame it's not. I mean, I don't know, again, like, we don't know exactly what the reason no. for it is. Um, but yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like Windlands. You know, it's quite intense, but a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, but I mean, the climb is, is on there yeah. as well. Is it because it's, like, mm. faster? Yeah. I mean, it is, like, if you compare Windlands and to the top to the climb, mm-hmm. then both of them are, are a lot faster, faster paced. Mm-hmm. So maybe indeed, pace. maybe,
4: yeah, maybe indeed. So that's it, to the top. Uh, next, this one is, uh, this is my fun one. Of the, I'll just I'll pop my own bubble there. All right, so um, I know last time we spoke about the unfortunate news from Valve that Left 4 Dead wasn't coming, but I'm still gripping wholeheartedly onto that uh, logic. Uh, so here we have Crash Course, which was originally a um, Left 4 Dead uh, Left 4 Dead expansion uh, map that came um, unfortunately, Crash Course has not got zombies in it, but it's got the next nearest thing. It's got American football players. So <laughs> Crash Course is uh, a free concussion education app, which is a 360 degree video format, 14 minutes long. And you can watch it on YouTube if you want. But they decided to release this on Gear VR. And go and teaches you about the dangers of concussions, how to recover from them, and treat players if if you look for symptoms and all that. Right. So if you ever wanted to ride in the helmet of um uh, of an American football player, then this is uh this is something you can you can do. And, and <laughs> okay, there's
0: there's a good documentary on Netflix right now. If you like crime documentaries, there's one about Aaron, someone can't remember his surname now, um, famous for for murdering a, a guy, and he had a similar. He was an American football player. And um, they oh. kind of thought it might be linked to uh, to sort of concussions. The crazy, the
3: crazy thing is about these kind of concussions is that it's not. I mean, in American football is still the acute kind of concussion because they use helmets. Is because they use helmets kind of as a weapon, uh, which is, of course is not the intention of first wearing the helmet. But uh, if for example, regular, like soccer, like uh, like regular football, like like we call it. Uh, there's a lot of like uh, minor concussions that happen as well from the heading on the ball, uh, mm. which can have severe, severe of facts later on in terms of like acute dementia or uh, or a, a dementia Scipia. Yeah. So yeah. um, it's like, that's why
4: uh, again I thought this was interesting because I do find the educational side of VR very intriguing. Um, and again, for anyone who doesn't have a VR headset, there is a, a 14 minute YouTube video that's basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's one of those you know drag around 360s, um, but it, it looked quite interesting to me. And mm-hmm. um, the dangers of concussions, yeah. as Rowdy's talking yeah. about, is what it what it. Plays the Netflix
0: to. documentary, if you are interested and you like murder stuff uh is called uh is is about aaron Hernandez, who was a, a star nfl player
4: okay thanks yeah i saw it it was netflix was pushing it at very me cool. this week very cool Well, checking out. yeah all right next one uh this one is 24th of january uh we had a re-release on a new platform squishies has which was previously a playstation vr exclusive about a year ago um has come now to PC VR. Um, this game is a bit odd. It's a bit like Marble Maze Super Monkey Ball. Um, you've got these cute little beasties that you roll around the level. Um, it is a puzzle game. so uh, I know Mike likes his puzzle games. This is reminding me strongly of of a game that I, I still couldn't put my finger on earlier, uh, which was a strategy game, uh, similar level design and stuff. Uh, I'll have to look it up. It was in 2016, I think, launched in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um... This is available for 13 pounds, roughly, $17. Um, and uh, this is something that comes with a level editor. So if you want to be able to uh, play uh, your own contraptions or have your friends play contraptions, you can do that as well. And you control the little creatures that you move around the level uh, through push and pull mechanics, get them to jump, fly, and things like that. So if you're into this kind of puzzle game, uh, we don't get that many. Uh, it looks a little bit like water bears, this one. <laughs> water bears, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, it it does. it's got that kind of QC or, or like veneer, a, doesn't
3: The some of the mechanics from like Final Contraption was oh, that what it's called Final oh, Contraption oh yeah Fantastic Contraption Fantastic Contraption, contraption. Fantastic I, Fantastic yeah. contraption.
4: Oh, I was like Final Eight. Contraption sounds like a song <laughs> <laughs> Final Contraption so, Launched on for five right yeah yeah Yeah. yeah, yeah right. awesome alright um, best news we got this week in my opinion in the releases category mm-hmm. was Autica Audica's coming to Quest. Uh, now, it wasn't a surprise after a couple of leading tweets from the dev team. Uh, for 30 US dollars, approximately, if we're taking the PC price, 23 pounds, um, Audica, which is uh, like a, it's kind of like a blend of uh, Beat Saber and an FPS, mm-hmm. um, is, is what I like to think. Because you, you, you start off with a, a pair of rhythm blasters, which are basically guns yeah. uh, that can shoot targets that are coming at you. And have kind of knife edges to them, which you can also you know slice or smack targets. Very uh, good additional yeah. um, take on rhythm VR games. I like to think of the Ber- Bermuda Triangle of rhythm beat games as Beat Saber, Pistol Whip, and Autica. Yeah. I, I think that those three make it. I, I set think together. with it
2: coming to Quest, it's gonna be its like official launch because it has been very silent around this game. Like I, I have not really felt any hype for it, um, but now. It coming to Quest, I think we're gonna see that again that effect of like mm. how how much power standalone has.
4: Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm really looking forward to it um, as a fan of Harmonix, the dev studio who also made Dance Central, rock Civil VR. Dance Centrals. There was a VR <laughs> Dance Central as well. Oh yeah, uh, it's great if you like singing and dancing yeah. and looking like a buffoon. Yeah. Um, and Otica as well, I think, is is really nice. I don't know if mixed reality capture is gonna be possible on the Quest. Uh, but that has has a very nice look to it from uh, PC Autica mm-hmm. as well. Looking forward to it, um, there was also some DLC that launched for PC Autica. So if you are both paid and free um, in the past week, so if you are an <coughs> Autica fan, then look out for that if you haven't tried that material out. The one
0: thing I'd say about Autica is that um, it is different from Beat Saber, of course. Um, but what I really liked about it uh, and I found really satisfying was when you do the Trails so it has linked trails where you shoot the first note and then you trace the rest of the trail line. Notes. It's just super, yeah. super satisfying. That is so satisfying in order and they really nailed that. What I didn't like is having to hit those disco balls that come flying at your face. I could have just scrapped uh, that. You found that a bit, I bit just rough? I could have just scrapped yeah. that mechanic, the, yeah.
4: The different, um, the, different, uh, the different levels of difficulty are quite different games. Yeah. I found mm-hmm. like the Beat Saber just kind of gradually increases in intensity. This is like steps. Yeah, it is. I intensity totally agree. jumps. And they, they change uh what you have to deal with. Like you said, the slashing is is only there, I think, from like the second mm-hmm. and third and fourth level up. Um I, I just have stuck in my head forever now gold dust. Gold that is. track in Autica is Great amazing. Track. Yeah. So uh, those, those are the quick releases this week. How did I do on timeline? You Lads? did
0: really good actually. You did really yeah, good. Wow. Yeah. Good job, Zim. So now um, we've got five minutes of Nathan telling us uh, <laughs> what he's done in China, <laughs> and we're going to say five. so, so Nathan's been to China. Thank you all yeah. for watching. Yeah. Hey, It was fun. <laughs> Bye. So, so I guess, Nathan, maybe because we're going to continue this next week as well, right? We're yeah. Do no, maybe... we can,
2: we can, we can uh, keep it a little shorter. Yeah. So, so we have some, m- some m- cliffhangers.
0: M- give, give us some of the the, the yeah. highlights or, or something you want to share with us this week? Yeah. So so I actually wanted to
2: uh, cover two things that I uh, I experienced uh, vi wise, but let's let's just uh, uh, cut it to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's actually a video that I uploaded this week on my channel, uh, showing it off. Um, but, um, yeah, so I've been to China for two weeks, mainly to, again, connect with all these companies, learning more about the state of VR in Asia, because Asia has a big impact on what happens in the Western market, too, because, you know, they make a lot of the, the stuff, but they also innovate uh, very quickly. It's, it's a big country, you know, so the scale is, is crazy. But, um, yeah, so while I was on this adventure, um, I did spot some, some awesome VR stuff that I didn't knew existed. It wasn't on my schedule. It just popped up in front of me. Uh, and, and one of those uh, things was, uh, I was in a shopping mall in Shenzhen. Shenzhen is, yeah. is like the tech capital of, of, of China. It's, it's like Silicon Valley in a way. So that's where they you know make the Huawei phones and also a lot of iPhones come from there. So they, that's where they make all the tech from, from GPUs to VR headsets to everything tech. Um, and uh, I, I had a, a meeting with someone, uh, but I couldn't I couldn't find where he was like located because it's you know it's a big city. So I went through this shopping mall trying to trying to find him, and then I bumped into a store that was using a VR racing simulator in front of their entrance to get people into their store so like almost like what you see at a supermarket where you have those helicopters for kids where they can throw a coin in right and then ride it for like i don't know like two minutes like that but then with freaking vr and they have project cars uh on screen that you could play so people that were shopping could just come there and give it a try so i was like wow that's that's amazing and this simulator that they were using it looked like a spaceship and a formula one car it's like a mix of the two um But still, I found it very interesting that they were using this Mm. from a marketing perspective, because I don't know, have you ever seen, let's say a a store use something on the outside VR-wise?
0: No. And what what headset were they using Uh, for this uh,
2: simulator? So they were using a DPVR uh, headset. And just like Zim said, and this confirms it once again, they weren't tracking it. So you were just sitting in there and there was no, let's say, positional tracking at all. Um, and uh, the DBVR headset is basically a PC VR HMD. Mm-hmm. It's very big in China. It's You see it a lot in arcades, actually. Uh, maybe not so much in, in the United States or Europe, but it depends on what simulators arcades buy. Um, because sometimes it comes as a package. Let's say uh, you are someone who wants to start an arcade in the United States, and you buy uh, a certain racing uh, uh, VR machine, or maybe this this slide thing that we have seen before you know where you slide down this big mm-hmm. thing of a building then you get a dpvr with that so it's usually getting sold as
0: a package and the company is it deep dpun deep dpvr <laughs> is, is the company called Deepoon or something like that no <laughs> no it's called it's also called dpvr all right okay yeah <laughs> I, i've seen i've seen like, a headset called Deepoon, right Am I, 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 d- 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 just say deep-oon. it again.
3: Just say it one more time. Say
0: Deep Poon, please. Deep Poon? Let me let me okay, you carry on making
2: like, <laughs> just... Wow. <laughs> Deep Poon. Uh, I don't know about that. Okay. Maybe.
4: Um but um
2: <laughs> I'm like super confused right now. <laughs> <I don't know>.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so wait, hang on. Did you have to buy uh, did you have to buy a t-shirt in okay, order no, no, or something no, like no, that no, in order to ride no, this? No, now we're getting free? Now we're getting
2: to the genius part of the story because just having a simulator in front of your store doesn't mean you're gonna sell the yeah, you know, the course. merch, the merchandise because it was a clothing store. Okay, so this this is the, the the most awesome part about this whole story. So you when I went to the store, I had to ask why they had a machine there. I wanted to learn more about like, listen, why are you doing this, right? And then they said, if you, Nathy, if you ride our VR racing simulator and you can finish the track within two minutes, you get loads of discount." And that's it. So basically people can experience VR for free. They can race in the simulator. And if they finish the track fast enough, they can win discount and then use that in the store, but there is more to it because as I said, it's a Formula One car, right? So this uh, clothing brand was worked together with Renault, the Formula One team of Renault. So they were selling also teamed merchandise of the F1 team. So if you are a big fan, then you can first of all, become a, a freaking racer, a driver in this Formula One car. And then when you finish the track, you, like, imagine this is your first time experiencing VR, then it completely not only blows your mind, but it also elevates the brand that you just, you know, went into this store, this, this clothing store. So that's kind of like the whole thing around it. And I think that's a genius way of, you know, selling what you're selling. The
4: thing is, if you can get, if you can get people's emotions tied into the purchasing side the, you'll tie memory to it as well, exactly. And you get this like positive. That's it. The thing is, it's like the, an afterglow effect in terms of sales. Yes. So you'll, you'll you'll move into the part where you're like, oh, I had that great experience. I tied it to this shirt. This shirt I remember because I got it. It's like if you buy clothing on holiday, how you always like think about the place that you bought that clothing or whatever. That's pretty neat. Yeah,
2: and the, and and the thing was they were also building it up. So this store was not just you know a clothing store where you can see everything straight away but it was like almost like a path you were walking through so first you went in you saw this guy in a nice suit with like this helmet from from the F1 team and then these uh, th- a theming of like uh, red and green lights of you know the formula 1 cars taking off and then you had this hallway with all these pulsing lights that were kind of like getting you into this like super mysterious place where you were really starting to feel a little bit like intense and fast and kind of you know it was building up um and um you just had to scan your phone you had to scan a qr code and then um you would get a ticket you would show it to them and then the discount would straight away go to your phone because here we have of course like you know. let's say a card a, a credit card and we have it on our phones but in china they have wechat it's mm. kind of like whatsapp but it's everything it's instagram facebook twitter it's how you pay it's your social life it's everything is in one app where we it's, are talking it about like a nightmare <laughs> well like where we are talking about being concerned about facebook or other companies here it's just one thing and that's it and that's what you use for
4: everything um i'm is we is we chat is that not government regulated as well everything is government regulated in china <laughs> yeah so i think it's like but uh, i think it's like yeah i think blah, blah, it's, of course you know, if you let's
2: say if you have a very popular uh um let's say app software hardware then the government is of course more involved than if you have a smaller uh company but they are involved with everything of course um and that's why things like this are happening in China and not anywhere else. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's what I saw. So this is one of the first things I bumped into, but pretty next level from a, from a marketing perspective.
0: So with them, um, I did a bit of research. I wasn't going crazy. Uh, the, the the company was previously known as Deepoon oh, VR, and they shortened it to oh, DP. Oh, Deepoon! poon No, no, now I know what you mean. Of course, Deepoon. yeah. What, were <laughs> they saying it? Did I, did I say it with an accent <laughs> earlier? What, what was going on? Um,
4: it's all right, boys. We're going to get ourselves some Deepoon <laughs> later, all right? Yeah, 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 So, So talking about
0: the <laughs> now known as DPVR um, <laughs> headsets, how would you rate it? Because it, this was a 3DOF headset, you said. No, 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 it's a 6-stuff. Oh, it too. was a 6-stuff. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah but it, it was they why why track while well, you don't have to. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
2: It's easier for setup yeah. reasons. Um but um yeah, so again, like this this is a headset that I don't think could compete with uh the Index or the Rift S or it's it's purely made for arcades. Right. And not, not purely, like you could use it as at home too, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's Let's say it's qu- it's quite an old headset too. I think the first time I got to experience one of those was was last year. Um, it's it, you know for, for the experience that they are offering it for, it's fine. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't I wouldn't really compare it with anything else. It's it's an okay headset, but I've seen better, of course. Yeah. Um, it's just that what I noticed with that headset is that um, it's um, I felt like it was kind of small on my head. You know, and also the field of view was was okay. But hey, dude, like, I, I, I have a freaking Valve Index. Mm. So <laughs> what headset is going to compete with that? Especially if it's like a DPVR. Um, so... Yeah. No, it's the right choice. It's 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 an okay headset, and every time I was riding a simulator, I was putting it on. It just does the trick, you know. Tracking wise, everything it's good.
0: Yeah, looking good. at their uh, their website, um, you know, DPVR website, one of their latest headsets, which is a standalone headset, it has the new um, Snapdragon XR chip in it, which is quite yeah. interesting. Uh, so I tried it. Oh, you I did. Tried it. Uh, yeah, but that's
2: for another time. Oh, okay. So we'll talk about that <laughs> on another show. But that—that yeah. that is
0: the, the the P1 Pro 4K, is yes. it, or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They have a lot of uh, models. Um, so so one, one question we should we should probably answer on this week's show before we wrap up is uh, the question about Viveport uh, because this is something we've talked about previously a lot on the show about you know. Where Vive is going, and we said that Viveport isn't particularly popular here in the Western market, and it's kind of always been kind of said, well, you know, oh, yeah. maybe it's super popular in the Asian yeah. market, and and is is yeah. that actually the case?
2: Yeah. So this is very interesting. So last time I said, um, you know, Viveport is a is a is a great platform, and that was also mainly because you know I visited HTC, they showed me the numbers, it all looked very good. I spoke to a few people uh, that were running arcades, they were using it too, um, but. As as Zim said before, like the market is shifting very quickly, so this year it's a total different story. Uh, of course, HTC had a, like made a few mistakes hardware wise um, with the Cosmos, of course, um, but uh, in terms of le- let's say the platform they as you may know they really pushed Vivepart more and more i think the the uh, the games and experience they have on there are solid you know if you let's say pay for a subscription for a couple of months i don't think you're gonna regret it if you have not played much vr games yet this is definitely for the newcomers right like vr enthusiasts they already played most of it but if you're just getting into vr Vivepart is a nice and interesting way to you know explore Mm -hmm. uh, vr but so this time, like, the thing is, what I do is, you know, I don't just go to China to make videos. As I said, I'm, I'm there to connect with people. I'm also trying to explain them what we are, what is happening in the Western market. So we can kind of create a bridge and, you know, share uh, Intel together and kind of, you know, because they also want to get people excited for VR. They also want VR to succeed. Um, and I spoke to a few uh, people who were running small arcades because Vipart... Is mainly getting used in in arcades, and the reason why is because in China the culture is that you go uh, to the cinema or to a VR arcade or to you go midget golfing with your friends. That's you just go out. Well, we play video games at home right and we do it multiplayer you know we call someone from the other side of the world let's play a game right but in 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 asia it's like a part of culture where you know vr is social so you go to a shopping mall and you're like okay let's shoot some zombies for like 10 minutes or let's do this or let's do that um so that's why vipart is is more of a let's say enterprise thing more an arcade thing Well, for us, it's more, you know, consumers use Vive Bar, Mm -hmm. as far as I know. Because the thing is, in the United States, we have Springboard. Mm -hmm. And Springboard is basically a platform for arcades to have a license on. So every time someone plays Beat Saber in a public place, they get paid like a certain amount of money to do that. Um, But in Asia, Springboard is not around yet. So they, they just... They only have Vivepart, basically because HTC is is you know you know doing very well in Asia as I said before. Um, but mm-hmm. to my surprise, uh, a few of them said we would love to use Oculus Home. We would love to use Steam more. Um, but the thing is, uh, Vivepart has servers that are running in Asia too. Well, if you use Oculus Home, something that is, let's say. Not really a thing because Facebook is not welcome in in China uh, for for certain reasons. They they like Oculus Home is almost unusable. You can you can download Oculus Home. You know if you have a VPN, you can download it. Mm. But the servers are American and the servers are European. If you play a game, so most developers who make games they don't give you you know a ser- a Chinese server an Asian server. So um, with Vipart, they have the problem where you know the games are sometimes not so good but then they also have the problem of like servers that are not getting hosted in the right place right. so they yeah. they want to use other platforms they just want to use the platform for the right game if a game is on Oculus home and it's the best way to play it there then they would use that if mm-hmm. viper has a game that is best but then so they just want to jump around and steam is the most popular one because steam is open in china everyone can download steam uh you can also publish a game easily on steam even from from uh, uh china so yeah Viveport is is not something they they seem to be very interested
1: in
3: and, and they were did they for example because you can use an oculus headset with Viveport as well did you see any of that like people using oculus headsets but then on a different platform
2: no, because uh, Oculus has exclusive titles that you can only play on Oculus Home. Like Asgard's Wrath, for example, is 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 one of the most popular games, right, from
3: last year. Also, yeah, in China. But, but I mean, I I I rather mean like, are people using Oculus headsets as as their main driver or for developing? Yeah, or yeah. For, but yeah they no, they
0: yeah. love they love uh, Oculus hardware. But they're not um they're not available to buy it out there. They have no, they you can't them, buy right? it.
2: that's because Facebook owns it
0: because uh, I can tell you.
2: So when Oculus was still Oculus and not Facebook uh, or like Oculus from Facebook, um, they had a great thing going on just like us in the United States, developers were like making all kinds of stuff. And in China, it was also super exciting, but the moment Facebook bought it, it was like a complete, because then, you know, then it inflicts with the government. Mm -hmm. So it, a lot Mm -hmm. of companies shut down, a lot of companies went bankrupt because, they were making something for a headset yeah. that you couldn't get anymore. And it's a shame because I heard that it's almost like a crater that got left because it's like your colleagues suddenly can't you know, do the thing they love anymore. Mm. Um, and, and that's the sad part of, you know, sometimes companies taking something over and then it not working in other parts of the world. Um, but yeah, they, they love mm-hmm. Oculus um, and they, uh, they also love, you know, the Vive and the Vive Pro But they were hoping that the Vive Cosmos was going to be Mm. a good headset that they could use Mm. in arcades. Because, you know, still, the Vive and the Vive Pro are dominating in arcades everywhere. Not just in China, also in, you know, in the United States. Um,
4: But Who's who's winning the home consumer market then over there?
2: It's it's basically, um, it's like Pico, it's HTC, it's Huawei as well. Um, because Huawei's well, got HR. Or sorry. VR. They got yeah. They got like the glasses. Uh, they were already in the store there. Uh, you could just buy them. The three dof ones.
1: Oh, the right ones that were uh, shown off
2: at CES. Yeah, because uh, what I noticed, well, you know, CES was going on, is that three uh, Dove is uh, well. We are here, like three Dove is kind of you know uh, over there. It's like growing very quickly, mm-hmm. um, and there are more headsets coming on the market. Like Huawei just did one, um, so. So, yeah, Vipart is not uh, is not the most popular thing anymore. They want to use Oculus, but what you, like Oculus Home is, as you said, it's, it's something that has something to do with data. It has a lot to do with being online all the time. And then you have the Chinese firewall that mm. kind of, you know, cuts uh, Oculus Home in half. Mm. So, yeah, I've seen enough Oculus Rift S's. I've seen enough Oculus Quests. That's not the problem. It's just that online yeah. this platform becomes unusable. Let's say if you had to plug your let's say your 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 internet cable out of your computer and have to use Oculus home. It's not fun to use. Yeah, it's, it's not, not like, interesting
0: anymore. It's not like the they they have like uh, you know with the Oculus Go for example, like it was developed by Xiaomi, right, which is a Chinese yeah. company. So yeah. they had two versions of the Go. They had the Western version and the Asian version, and yeah. they, they had two completely separate stores. Yeah, but that's device. because, but yeah. that's
2: because, as you said, they made it and they're a Chinese company, so they yeah. made it for their market. And but the other headsets are not
0: made by. Yeah. So so what exactly. I wanted to highlight was that you know although they have the Quest over there, they don't. Have like a, a Chinese Quest store uh, mm-hmm. equivalent? Do you know what I mean? So they are kind of stuck with yeah, uh, the yeah. devices that yeah. they've got in the stores that they've got access to. Yeah, yeah.
2: But it, it shows that uh, even bringing out a Vive Cosmos in uh, China that is just you know was mm. a flop and kind of failed. Um, it also had impact on the on the on the market there. Mm. It's not like Chinese people are you know stupid if they also want to play with good hardware. Yeah. Um, so no, they were like like even even in china i had so many conversations where we we're just laughing about the cosmos and how it failed mm. but of course we want htc to do well yeah because as we said before,
0: competition wise, yeah, it's a little, uh, you know? So I, I really hope so. I yeah. really hope so. So, if you've got um, a question for Nathy that you want to know um, about his visit, maybe we can answer a couple of questions. And I've just got a quick one um, myself. Um, so, so, obviously, we've got the Quest here, which is very sort of cutting edge. Everyone loves it, standalone, which is the main sort of attraction as the sort of mainstream sort of adopt this headset as their first VR headset. But is there like an equivalent in China right now that is like would you see in your eyes as a competitor?
3: No,
2: no, there is no there is no competitor yet. Um, I I did hear that there are companies working on, on on standalone. Pico, but
3: one of them, right? Well, Pico yeah, is on but one that's
2: one. The, 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 like they are more focused on enterprise, so I don't think they're going to be the ones that. Um, uh, and then, of course, unofficially, the Vive uh, Focus was the first standalone headset that yep. you could, you know, get. Uh, but that one is not competing with... Because it's not just the headset, it's the content too, right? Mm-hmm. And Facebook has thrown so much money for the last few years on developers, getting them interested, getting them developing, like, you know, A titles. But n- from a natural perspective, that's not working yet. Mm-hmm. So even if HTC made a great headset... Developers don't have the funds or the money to make those titles. So all the awesome titles we have played throughout the years, a lot of them are Oculus Studio titles or ones funded by. So before that works, like, again, it needs to be a tech giant that does it. That is also able to lose money just like Facebook is able to sell headsets under the price, is able to throw, uh, like, get people interested, almost force them to get interested in VR by throwing money at them to make some awesome content. Um, But... Right now, I don't, I don't know who's gonna be the one. Uh, as I said, I feel like Three Dov has really been taken off in China more than ever, and I think there is still a lot yeah. that can be done there. Yeah. But no, standalone is not something they seem to be very. Uh, but, but again, they it's a different like group of people. Mm. They don't own headsets at home, so why do you need a Quest? Most people also don't have that much space in their house, mm. like so. Quest doesn't really adapt in 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 china that much because they have different let's say they live differently they have different interests they go more outside as i said before most people don't need to buy a headset why buy a headset if you can just just like the cinema buy a ticket and play there yeah and and, so, and the arcades
0: are more accessible out there than
2: the other that yeah. we even and the content player. they have is usually pretty good because what i saw is that a lot of arcades they make in-house content now mm-hmm. and they really start to you know with unity and unreal engine they get better tools so they can also make better games
1: mm.
0: no it's really really interesting um yeah so yeah I'll, I'll have let's have a look and see if there's a, they've got any questions from the chat and we'll sort of round up um because obviously we want to hear a lot more about your um, adventure there but we're sort of You know, uh, obviously (laughs) noticing the fact that the show's dragging on a little bit now. So we'll wrap up the show this week and then we'll spend, I'll make sure we spend more time uh, giving you a clear window to talk about other stuff uh, on next week's show and we'll sort of strip back the news a little bit. Um, So just a reminder. This is a weekly uh, VR, AR and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. Uh, We use uh, Restream.io to make all this possible. Without them, we we couldn't be able to to push the stream to multiple uh, platforms at the same time. So we appreciate Restream's help. Um, You can also catch the show live in VR using big screen TV, share a room with up to eight other people, chat amongst yourselves during the show. A lot of people really enjoy that way uh, to watch the show. So if you're watching in big screen TV right now, thank you. We really appreciate all your support. Um, The show goes live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and Spotify which Rowdy works really hard on making sure it sounds crystal clear for your beautiful ears on your commute or on your travels. and also, I'll do Nathan's bit. and Say, uh, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. <laughs> Hit that thumbs up. Yeah. Really You've done it.
3: that very well for the past couple of yeah. weeks, Mike.
0: I, I can, I can hear him
4: in the back of my mind. <laughs> yeah, you can hear me yeah. saying that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay. amazing. Can anyone figure out this uh, this question? Dental VR says, "How does pave does in China?" Pavlov. How does, how does... <laughs> Pavlov? How does Pave does <laughs> not? Sure. I'm
0: not so, sure. is, so I I guess that kind of is a nice segue. Is like, is there a popular Western game that they really love out there, maybe? Um you know, do they do they really enjoy Asgard's Wrath or is like Pavlov one of their oh, yeah. favorites, for example? No, no,
2: no, 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 no. Just the games we like. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like Asgard's Wrath, extremely popular, Lone Echo, of course Arizona Sunshine. Yeah. Uh, they're super excited for Half Life Alex. Um, mainly because again it's coming out on Steam, Steam. and they can access that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's not like they, they don't know. It's like they they know they have the let's say the numbers, they know what's popular. Yeah because they're users just like us. Um, yeah. so yeah, no, the community, let's say the dedicated VR community, uh, yeah, yeah, is like super up to date with everything that is happening.
0: Yeah. So more, maybe maybe it's funny, like
2: they're more
4: updated of what's going on
1: at uh, our place. But not mean, but PS4. the other way around of it.
4: Oh PSVR. Oh, PSVR. So what was the question again? <laughs> I forgot the so name.
3: It's... Pave do in China? How does PSVR do How
4: does PSVR do in China? Right.
2: Um so so again, like people like to play outside of the house. So they're not very used to owning a computer or a console. Um and also Chinese people, they are, you know, super busy with work and stuff, so they don't have that much it's not in their let's say culture. Um, yeah, but also, mm-hmm. like, when when you come home, you want to play a game in the evening, they mm-hmm. do other stuff. It's just something that is not... The youngsters do, the ru- but let's say people, saying, like, yeah. let's say are between, like, 30, 40, 50, whatever. They, they don't do that stuff, mm-hmm. or not everyone. Plus, PlayStation has uh, is is officially now getting sold since two years. Before that, you could not get a like, PlayStation in the stores. Oh, wow. Because, again, there's software on it all needs to be checked. Mm. It all needs to be adapted to. So now, like, so it had a, let's say, a slow start where we know PlayStation since the 90s. For them, it's like, PlayStation is a total new thing. Mm.
3: Uh, Well, what about since you said, like, there's not, like, really, like, a current leader in the market for, like, headsets? Well, have you seen, like, Pimax a lot around that? Because, I mean, they've been pushing in Europe a lot, but they're... They have a like a base in China, so no. But, but
2: again, like the people, they they want to have good hardware, and they are also not everyone is a big fan of what Pymax does. Plus, Pymax mm-hmm. is extremely high end. Um, no, that I've not really seen it this time. But I, I like last time I saw it more because again I was invited by them. Mm-hmm. I was show, shown around in areas where they you know are very active. Um, no, like funny funny enough, I have not seen one Pymax. Not one really? uh, No, not one Pimax in two
4: weeks. That's interesting. Um th- there's a great final punctuating question here from Hussein that says, are Chinese girls more into VR than in the West where it is male dominated? <laughs> I,
2: I, <have> no, <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. It's again like um if you let's say go with France to an arcade or then I'm sure there is like more activity mm. in, in that sense. Yeah, because I've seen sometimes like girls going to an arcade. They were like, "Oh, what is this?" And then they they are also more into trying things. Where we are usually, we tend to skip things mm-hmm. because we're like, mm, "I don't know about this." So they just walk by. Well, well, Chinese they really want to, you know, they want to try everything. And to kind of sum it up, when so, I
3: yeah. so, so you're saying that the that the girls over there like to try a lot of things. i you he's gonna spin this this that. Yeah, time yeah, there, yeah you
2: can tell. But, but kind of to to, <laughs> <laughs> to to sum it up like. Uh, As you may know, I'm a big fan of Tesla, right? Mm -hmm. And I've been to many stores. I've been to the Tesla store in in my own country, also in the United States. Uh, Now also in China, because Tesla, you know, has a big presence there. Um, But what I noticed, the difference is that when I went to the United States, people look at the car, they talk to each other about it. They usually don't. They maybe go and sit into the car, but most people just watch from a distance. But in China, people opened everything. Trunk, open... uh, the front open uh touching all the they were like lining up to try the the you know the the computer um y- you know what i'm where i'm getting yeah, to they're it's like, to like they, hands-on with stuff yeah. yeah yeah so they're like and that's why the adoption of vr yeah. will go faster there too because
0: they're more open-minded mm-hmm. to try these things exactly yeah yeah and maybe uh, you should give us a little uh, sneak peek of what you might be talking about next week yes uh, sure you visited some interesting companies while you're there right <laughs>
2: Yeah, so I will, um, I think what I will be doing is (laughs) I will be talking about a a Beat Saber multiplayer machine, Mm -hmm. uh, an unofficial one, a a bootleg uh, machine that I don't think the Beat Saber team will be very happy with that it's getting sold. Although it's really fun to play on. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and maybe I should also dive a little bit deeper into what uh, Catwalk VR is up to. Uh, so treadmills and also other locomotion methods.
0: Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Ooh. Yeah. So like I said, I'll make sure that uh, Nathie's got plenty of room to talk about those topics uh, on next week's show. I hope you've enjoyed the show, uh, even though we have dragged on a little bit. Uh, it's great to have Nathie back on the show. So welcome back to the show, yeah, dude. Yeah, same. Same. i already in, like, it's so nice to be back. Like, yeah. I really missed it. Like, two weeks, it's freaking along it's a long man. time it's a long time <laughs> Dang. yeah uh, but obviously you won't be waiting that long we'll be back this time next week so have a great yes. week in VR take care of yourselves and bye bye for now see you later